Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is us, your compadres, your comrade in arms, your friends. The Moody Boys. Moody Boys. Moody And as always, uh, we will be talking about movies in general, um, as well as pop culture news, things of that nature. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing the um, 90s. I say cult classic. Once again, we're all about the cult classics apparently here on this list because we want to be just as fun as possible and as different as possible. Um, the 90s cult classic comedy known as Office Space. Yes. Infinitely, infinitely quotable, always quotable, at least a few movies anyway. I mean, and yeah, definitely like cult classic for sure. But like, man, people quote that movie all the time. At least people I know. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So I, yeah. I kind of feel the same way, but I wonder if I'm like in a bubble. Is it? Do I know the only three guys that know, joke about this? <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sure you don't. No, no, you're <laughs> not. You're not the only one. You're not the only one, dude. Yeah. But as always, like we said, um, the night we are movies on the rocks, and um, we will be talking. Uh, the, the way we do things is, if you haven't heard already, we choose a movie in alphabetical order, regardless of genre. Um, while we, we talk about the movie, we also drink at the same time. So, um, by all means, uh, Goody, if you don't mind, please go ahead and give us a disclaimer well everyone as always uh as my brother just said this is moving on the rocks and so there will be some consuming of alcohol some drinking of libations and from sauciness of speech going on uh as such uh we invite you to join oh that was a perfect asmr moment right there um we invite you to join us in this journey discussing film and pop culture while having a drink in your hand but as always uh we do ask that you do so responsibly and only do so if you are able to in accordance with the laws, rules, and regulations of your respective territories, regions, um, trans-dimensional warp nodes, whatever. Um, <laughs> make sure you're just doing it legally and make sure you're doing it responsibly. If you can drink, please join us. If you can't, please do not. And like I said before, there will be some sauciness of speech going on. We're probably because, uh, as I was just saying before we started recording, that I gave myself a particularly heavy pour of um, alcohol, and so things get a little bit interesting towards the second half of things. Well, now you know why. But as such, um, it's all in good fun. It's all jokes, jokey jokes uh, going on, you know, keeping it light, keeping it fresh, keeping it cool, whatever. I don't know. The point is, if we say anything to offend anyone out there, uh, we don't intend to. It's not our intention. We don't mean to. We're just, you know, if you guys having fun, and we hope you have fun with us. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, <laughs> for show. Sorry, I had myself muted there. I was uh, in the middle of a few things. Sorry about that. But um, as always, uh, Goody, thank you for that representation from Burial Burial Badez. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. You're most <laughs> welcome. It's like, you know what I found out the other day is that the, the thing that you always hear legal departments say when you ask them a question is like, so let me ask you a question. And then you say, you kind of say what you want to say in this. And they stop and they look at you and they just say, I'm listening. <laughs> what? They what? say uh, they say I'm listening because they don't want to. They don't want to say yes or no until you've completely given your train of thought to them, and they're like, "I'm listening." Oh my gosh, I've actually <laughs> never had that. Ha- I've never had that happen before. Uh, that's I've had, that's happened to me because I asked them a question one time. Anyways, as always, we now will move to our news desk portion of the episode. So, Goody, wait, wait, please. wait, 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 wait. Do what we- happened? Um. Oh, drinks. Fuck yeah, it. that's Let's what I was do it. 
Let's go. All right, so Goody, what are you drinking tonight? Well, like I said before, I gave myself quite a bit of a heavy pour because uh, I'm finally going to be ending, finishing, killing, what are the expression you want to use, uh, my comically large bottle of bullet bourbon. Uh, I got it way, way back in the beginning of August, and I've been slowly making my way through it, and uh, I'm finally going to finish it tonight. But like all things, it was a big bottle, a little bit of alcohol in it. I'm like, oh, let me let me pour it out, and let me just get it all now. Um, not realize, you know, proportions and all that stuff. It's not my, my forte apparently, uh, because it was a lot of alcohol I poured out of that. So like all of a sudden you take a sip and you're just like, Ooh, okay. Well, it, it means I'm a rock. It's just that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like my glass is full. Like, like, it's not like a, like a two finger glass. It's like a five finger full. And it's like, wow. So you, okay. Good, so you're going to basically the bullet bourbon is fisting you at this moment. Uh, yeah. All five fingers. And then some <laughs> it's, it's calling a friend over. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to do Very with you. Very nice. <laughs> it's kind of like I think I just explained like it. Guy. I think yeah, I just explained yeah. it. It's kind of it's kind of like the the cop from uh speaking we have a Mike Judge movie, the cop from uh Beavis and Butthead do America and, and <laughs> cavity search sir. And don't, don't stop. stop till you feel the back of his teeth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Bullet Bourbon's doing to you right now, Goody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Derek, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? You popping up? Uh, you popping open a little bit of uh, joy there? Is that what it sounds like? Uh, well, so it's a bit of a long story, but I tried something new and it backfired. <laughs> oh, that's why you never, ever branch out or try anything new. All right. Well, I was Just gonna... ask the Russians in 1917. <laughs> oh, gosh. What? All right. No. Sorry. Anyway, I once saw a movie... It was one of the James Bond movies. I don't remember which. And when he orders a drink, wait, wait, was the one with the really with the good-looking girl? Yes. And the overblown villain. What about what about all Always. the what about the one with all with the cool inventions? Yeah, did have did have the gadgets? Is it that one? Yeah, that one. I think it's that one. Is it that one, Goody? You think, Derek? I think Derek, so. Uh, you think so? I think so too. Does he wear Does he wear a suit in that one that you're watching? Is it, is, is it one with the suit? Does he go to different Does he go to different countries? Is it a very exotic locales? <laughs> Does he always get the girl? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is going to be one of those nights. I have a feeling. I'm so I'm so ready for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Start from the beginning, Derek. What are you drinking, brother? Well, he orders a Vesper. Oh, yes. And I thought I would be cool. I'll get these ingredients. I'll mix it myself. I'll be fancy and I'll have a nice classy drink. You know what's in that drink? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know, but you're going to tell trickled, me. Jim, it's been like poured through the crack of a donkey at midnight. I, know, I was going to so, say ever, I was going to say evergreens, but but hey, that's just me. It has it has a total <laughs> of almost five ounces of liquid. Okay, uh, the first ounce is vodka, and the next three ounces are gin. And oh, last <laughs> it's it's this I don't even know how to say it. I just matched it. It's it says Lille Blanc Arpetif. I don't Arpetif? know. Oh, it's probably Arpetif? it's a it's a it's a like it, a, a liquor, like an after yeah. like an after dinner drink type thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other half ounce. I was gonna say the I was gonna say I was gonna say the other well, the other half the other half ounce is uh is backwash because you'd be like and just spit it out right there when yeah. it's like all hits oh you. Oh my! And then <laughs> and then you put it in a bottle and that's not your antibacterial because damn. 
Well, and, and you can tell uh, that, that it didn't quite go according to plan because I don't like gin, apparently. And now I have a bottle of it and a glass of this, and I'm not drinking either. I've got a Corona. So that's where I'm at. Good for you. Wait, what gin did you use? Oh, I don't know. Let me, I didn't bring Bombay it in here. Sapphire. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> it's, a type of, it's a type of gin. Bombay Sapphire. You're drinking a lot in the Caribbean. Sorry. It, it wasn't super expensive gin, I will say, but I mean it was it bottle glass or plastic? It was glass. Okay. <laughs> well, hey. That's... I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Hey man. Hey. Hey man. I felt very judged for a moment. Like I didn't know <laughs> to go and get the glass well, bottle. That's well, it's because that's because you said you got a glass bottle. Because if you said you got a plastic bottle, there is certainly high levels of judginess. Yeah, I mean I mean it's you know, whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> it's, nah, it's, uh, nah. Honestly, it's fine because yeah, I've had like you can have you can have inexpensive gin if you mix it right. It's everything. It's it's all good. So I mean, I What's guess the guy who uh, who was who was Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, aviation yes. or aviator, yes. aviation. Something like that? It was aviator or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not a gin drinker, a- so. <laughs> Yeah, he's such a brand whore. He just went for his. That's great. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's probably good gin. Um, <laughs> it just if it it, just, it doesn't matter how good it is. If you're not bad, yeah, if it's not your brand of liquor or kind of liquor. You're never gonna like it. Yeah, that's like me. I don't, I'm not a big gin, and I'm not a big vodka person. So yeah, those things don't. Work I can I can do gin. I could do a, a nice Tom Collins. I could do one of those. I'm pretty um, sure that after this event, I need to go to like one of those. You know, where you can like taste a bunch of things for hours on oh, end. Oh yeah, dude. That's sure. what I have to do. Yeah, it's called the yeah. tasting. Well, like, but not just beer, like not wine, no. not beer, just like all. Like, of yeah, 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 for yeah, real, like yeah. whiskey. Or you go, or you, you should be able to. In fact, there's, maybe there's some, maybe there's like a distillery around your house, dude. Like in Dallas somewhere, there's got to be a distillery somewhere. They're all over the place. I mean, yeah, you could you could do that. Yeah, I remember there's like three or four different breweries right down the street. But are they distilleries? Uh, no, distilleries. That's what we're saying. Distilleries. Oh, that's a different thing. Okay. Ah, yeah. Distilleries make alcohol. They make they make liquor. They make spirits, you know, whi- spirits, whiskeys, rums, uh, vodkas, gin, uh, all that stuff. Gin, bourbons, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Because it's like it's brewed and then further taken further, it's distilled. I'm excited to see what the hell, if that makes the difference of the flavor or whatever. It just depends. Oh, it, it, that could be the brand or, or, or it may be, you're just not a gin drinker and it doesn't matter yeah. what they give you. You're never going to like it. And that's just all yeah. you do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go it, through it, all this and they're going to be like, son, what you need is some Kool-Aid. <laughs> they're going to be like, we got some apple juice. We have some juice boxes for you in the back. They tell you that Derek and all of a sudden the bartender looks in your face and goes, oh yeah. It just walks away at that point. Yeah, and, the then be, and then yeah. We'll, at that point, it'll be just be two guys drinking and watching movies, and another guy who just watches movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Should we go to the news desk? Is it hold time? on? Hold on, I didn't give you mine. Oh, what is it? It's easy. It's Flo de Caña for a year with some Coke. We're good. I love it. I'm having a good time. I do it. I every think day. I have a bottle of that somewhere. I need to. You send should go it with that. I don't dude. like it. <laughs> you don't like it? I'll send it. To, well, don't it, send it to me because it, you, you'll be caught by the ATF. But it's okay. Are we not allowed to? Is that a bad thing? Can you not do that? You're not supposed to send alcohol over state lines. Oh, the mail. depends on the state. Glad I didn't yeah. try and do that. <laughs> it depends, on, it depends <laughs> on the state. Well, I mean, no, you, you. I don't think you can. You can order another company to send something. Yeah, but, but some states do don't even allow that. I know Massachusetts yeah. doesn't. At least for a few years ago, because I tried to 
send well, something like a nice bottle of something. Expensive. It's not worth it at this point. You can just Venmo him the money and like here buy yourself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you that really want to give him the bottle, I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, dude. Like... Use it for a party, bro. Just use it, it was for a some party. kind of. I don't know. You keep saying Flor de Caña, and I feel like that was the brand, but it was. I think it was like an eight or a twelve year, but it wasn't oh, expensive. No, was, they're not. They're not. Expensive. They're not. They're not. They're real good. They're real good. All right, so now that we've gone through the motions of what we do every episode to and have everybody enjoy our witty repartee, witty, witty, um, we will quit. We will go now, as always, to the news desk. News of the day. News of the day. News of the day. Dateline. Dateline, <laughs> the 3rd of November, in the Everlord, 2020. <laughs> Election day. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Make your choice, Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I go Pepsi. No, what? Sorry, I, go, I go Coke every oh, yeah, time. You baby. better, bro. <laughs> I love, I love, wait, 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 Derek, you're, pep- Derek, you're a Pepsi we- guy, aren't you? Well, okay, first off. Oh, oh no, he is. <laughs> he is. Is this still just like a cover-up for actual talking about the politics? Or no, are we no, actually no, debating no. between Pepsi and Coke? I know. No, this is just asking about Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, no. because okay. we... So, so there isn't an argument. Coke. Okay. Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's so it. it's Coke wins by a landslide. And we're talking about cocaine, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, okay. Well, Okay. Maybe in 1890, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All Whatever right, good. Let's, let's take it away, brother. Let's do it. All right. Uh, well, first news, of course, is, as you know, I am uh, really big into the video gaming and the gaming in general and all that. And really? So one, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. I don't know if, if, maybe people haven't picked up on that yet, but yes. Maybe. Let me okay, make it good. clear. Cool. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you for, thank you for making, making us aware. Great. What? Jeez, I'm I'm, I'm on point today. I'm on point today. I want to make this thing go crazy tonight. Let's do it. All right. Well, one of the things uh, that's that's happened now is that uh, Sony. There. Well, okay. So as you may may or may not know, this being November third, in the next few weeks, I'm telling you, before the end of the month, we are now going to be entering a brand spanking new console generation. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, and that means we're going to be getting Xbox One. Series S, Xbox One, Series X, and the uh, PS5. Now, uh, one of the things that happened, though, is that, and this is more so PS5. So when they did a, a whole system breakdown uh, more recently about the PS5, they, talked about, they, they, they had someone go on in video, one of the actually uh, Sony execs, um, I think he's a designer, and he actually broke down the machine, like literally unscrewed parts from it and yeah. kind of opened it up and all that. And actually it showed really it was very, cool very cool to see him do that. And and it kind of showed how easy it was to do. Like it made people are like thinking, is this going to be kind of a moddable console? Like kind of be interesting. Um, and one of the things that big takeaways was that he very easily took off the you know because right now when you buy a PS5, it's big white tower. Of, I think it's pretty cool. I like the way it looks. People disagree, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's big and white tower, very unlike everything Sony's ever done, which has always been black or that kind of gray for the first one. Um, well, the. Um, what, what, what happened very quickly was a company uh, just kind of launched themselves where they started, their, the idea was that they were going to sell 
uh, those kind of plastic plates. It's very easily removable plastic plates. So you can kind of like oh, customize your system this a little so bit. Cool. Right. And so they <laughs> yes. had this whole thing. They were going to make it very, very, uh, very cool. And it was like, they called it the, uh, they, they first of their, their website, they changed their website, their branding, um, that it was going to be, they were called the plate station com was their, uh, thing. Nice. Right? Nice. Very, yeah. And then Sony forced them to change it and they changed something else, which is fine. Um, but they had taken all these pre-orders and taking people's money and all that, all these pre-orders and like you could pick different colors they were planning on making all that stuff. And it was be this whole cool thing, modifying it and all that. Well, Sony came out and then basically ser- served them a cease and desist order. Uh, they cannot make those plates. All right. Uh, Sony forbade it from happening, threatened them with legal action. And so obviously what they did is they, they, they buckled because they don't, not going to, they're not going to face Sony corporation. Right. And so uh, they uh, basically had to shut down their site, shut down that whole operation, and return everyone's pre-order money uh, with a you know kind of like a big apology saying, sorry, we can't do this for you because Sony is not letting us do it. So we're not going to be sued by Sony. And so that kind of went away very quickly, um, which I think would kind of sucks. I mean, we, well, two things. That tells me that that, that, that leads me to believe that Sony is going to be doing something themselves, I feel like. Um, at least in the beginning, and then maybe they'll allow third-party people to make it. I don't know. Um, well, if Sony's involved at all, they're just going to be licensing out designs. Yeah, like the well, three-dimensional that, plans, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that, that means that's that's what I'm thinking. That, and they they just haven't nailed that down yet, and so that's why they don't want anyone else to do it first. They don't want you to scratch that itch before they can provide the scratching of said itch. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but it still kind of sucks that that company was trying to like you know, what they were trying to do and be a little entrepreneurial and then like, nope, sorry. But at the same time, I wonder if it, they don't, I mean, there must be some guys in a garage or, or something because I feel like, how do they not expect that to happen? That- well, I mean, I think I think what Sony is trying to do here is they don't want that to be widespread. They don't want things like this to be um, the majority. So they shut down something, especially when it's in the public eye. But I mean, the reality wow. is there's places like China and India and all these other countries that have, you know, less strict copyright and, and uh, intellectual property rights that they're just going to print it and export it. Right. And it's the same reason that we have all kinds of other stuff that was knockoff. I mean, I remember having, you know, PlayStation controllers that were not made by Sony before third party controllers were allowed. Right. So. I mean, it's the same way with just about everything. So it, it, I'm sure somewhere someone is already going to be making it regardless of what happened to this company, right? Yeah, they're just going to do it a little bit more under the radar. Yeah, I suppose, just outside right? of the eye, you know, out the public eye, you know? Yeah. Well, also in big Sony news, um, kind of related to that, but a little bit of movies, uh, television and all that. But uh, it sounds like Sony isn't, as of right now, I haven't, haven't seen any different. Sony is in... Fine, or is in real serious talks to acquire uh, Crunchyroll. Um, oh, no. Yeah, they're thinking about buying it to the tune of nine hundred fifty-seven million dollars. Is what they're thinking of doing to how they're used to I, pay. I mean, you, you, we knew about this, Derek, because we we heard about the rumors of W of Warner Brother or Warner Media getting rid of Crunchyroll. That was that came out not too long ago, I think, like about a month or two ago, that they were looking to have find buyers for it. Yeah, just, man, I don't know. I'm always so protective of Crunchyroll. It's like the one thing that, you know, you can depend on for solid anime. And it used to be so hard to, to get a hold of this stuff on this side of the planet. And it, 
I just really hope that this doesn't go south. <laughs> I really liked it when they had the Crunchyroll channel on Uverse, man. I was so happy to watch that channel. So well, great. I mean, why do you think it's going to go badly for it? Though? Like Sony buying it. I mean, has has Spotify gotten worse ever since Sony bought out of Spotify? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, wonder. I, there's it, always it, risk I, it of change, right? Yeah, and it always depends on what Sony wants to do to kind of, I guess, you know, make sure that they understand you. We own you, kind of thing. Like, are they going to be the absentee kind of like non, you know, micromanaging boss? Are they speaking of office office space, or are they going to be a lumber just coming in and say, "Hey, we're going to need you to work on Saturday"? You know. Well, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where. I mean, the reality is that unless they're con- totally content with the way that Crunchyroll is and how much it is worth, which is not the point of business, you acquire it to you know gain on your investment, right? Then they're going to want to take something and make it into more, which means they're going to buy this at whatever price and then try and do anything they can to capitalize and make more money. And I don't know how far that will go. To a certain extent, it's fine. It's harmless, and we probably won't see anything out of the ordinary or, or anything um, you know less uh, consumer-focused than you get from things like Netflix or Hulu or whatever else, right? They'll kind of still be in league with each other and competitive with each other. But if it says, well, this is the only place you can get these anime, and otherwise you know, you're going to have to you know, wait for it to be coming out on Blu-ray or DVD, then that's a whole other level of, of control without charging a tremendous amount. You know what I'm saying? Is all, is it, am I making any sense at all? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, you're definitely making sense. I mean, it just, I think we, I think the thing is, is that whenever there's change like that, where you have something getting, you know, purchased by a, another large entity entity, you're always wondering like, how are they going to handle this organization moving forward? Are they going to just, kind of just say, oh, we're going we're to scrap what you guys are doing and we're going to start from scratch and we're going to see where we go from there? Or are they going to see the value in what Crunchyroll has been doing for the past, I don't know, how long has it been? Five, ten years? You know, since they've what been do you mean, around? Since, oh, no, no. They've, uh, they're, they're over a decade at this point. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. Like I said, ten years. So let's say ten years. Are they going to see all the good that they've done for the last ten years and to let them know, okay, so you've done good here. So what are we going to do to keep this keep this trend going? You know what I mean? Like how do we how do we make sure you guys keep going the way you're going and keep growing? So I don't know. We, we just got to hope that whatever happens happens. Uh, we know that they're not in Warner Media's focus because if you can, if you have the one that's the one drawback for HBO Max is that their Crunchyroll section is shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's crap. So, because they're not, that's not their focus. Their focus is, you know, the rest of the stuff that they have, you know, well, HBO, I mean, TCM. So, you know, many, Criterion so many companies kind of have tried to, to figure out like the anime otaku culture mm-hmm. failed tragically, right? There's yeah. only a handful that have done it even remotely close. You think about like Funimation and Cartoon Network back in the day, they had something pretty solid that worked pretty well. Netflix Netflix has started really stepping up their game lately, and they're starting to get a solid grasp for what the, the anime or otaku or, or um, you know just just animated uh, non American you know film or whatever. They're getting a better grasp of what these people want to see, what this demographic wants to see, and Crunchyroll has had it on lock. Right? They 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 pioneered that. Well, let me let me ask you. You say the HBO Max is Crunchyroll. 
Like, does that mean that that crunch? I mean, how is it sucky? If, if it's Crunchyroll, it's Crunchyroll, right? I mean, because Crunchyroll has been around forever. I remember. I mean, so like, but if it went when it went to HBO Max, what did Crunchyroll? Did they like take off some of the uh, the? No, uh, it's the I mean, what, what make the license? They just they just they just let certain licenses lapse, so then the, the selection wasn't as good or as available. As I just it was don't before. think. I just don't think they have the licensing to put it on HBO Max. You can no, no, watch. So like I mean, the, the, the li- I mean, the library. The library in Crunchyroll is huge. I mean, this this is the library that's on HBO Max is nowhere near what they have on Crunchyroll, though. Well, so so the thing is that when you look at like HBO Max or Netflix or or any of these other streaming sites, the only licensing that they can acquire is the stuff that is not already under some type of other licensing agreement elsewhere, right? And so, if I'm trying to make the most money. For my anime, right? I'm going to license it to whomever will pay the most. Well, who can pay the most? The people who have the most viewers that have their own enough revenue to pay off, pay out more. And since everyone has gone to Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll has the most pull and 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 kind of weight to sling around in the market to say that if it's good, I'm going to be licensing it, and no one else will have that until I'm done with it. And when I'm done with it, it won't be worth anything to anyone. But I bet Netflix will pick it up, or I bet bet you know HBO Max will pick it up because they need any anime content just to have something on the board for it. Oh yeah, okay. My no, my question is, um, so if I go to HBO Max and I go to Crunchyroll on HBO Max, mm-hmm. right? How is that any less cool or good than the Crunchyroll? I mean, I feel like. Why is not Crunchyroll? If it's on HBO Max as a Warner Media company, why is it not the the entire Crunchyroll library? Like they owned, so aren't I? Don't, I, don't, I guess I'm not understanding how that works. Where like their Crunchyroll is bad, but like it's the country it's they, they, it's Crunchyroll. So how are they, how is that bad compared to the Crunchyroll before well, Warner Media? I don't understand. I, mean, I don't I mean, think I get it. I mean, I think I think part of it has to do because Crunchyroll has like a premium content as well. They have their own little thing too. And they don't. They they they're probably having a. They probably have an agreement with HBO Max that you can get some of our stuff, but you can't get all of our stuff because why not? You're paying a because, premium, then they're owned by the company that owns that. They're owned by by. I by understand the same that. Company. I, doesn't make I sense to me. It it doesn't make sense to you, but to them, it makes sense that they don't want to give the rest to the to, to the rest of the company. Well, you have to you have to keep no. in mind the licensing that Crunchyroll has acquired. Right, the shows that they are permitted to, to stream. Right, to their provide their their customers does not mean that Warner Media has access to that media. The licensing is to Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll can stream it. Warner Media cannot, even though it is their parent company. Even though I'm ac- theoretically c- accessing Crunchyroll through HBO Max. So if so I can download a separate Crunchyroll app to my oh. Apple TV and watch all the stuff there if I pay the premium price? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because the stuff that Crunchyroll can license out to things like HBO Max is not all of the content. It's a subset that has is part of the licensing agreement. Not only can Crunchyroll stream it to their customers, but they can stream it to their partners like HBO Max. And that's a different type of licensing. So you have to have that type of agreement for every piece of content that transcends across both. Well, I don't like it. So when I start buying places like Crunchyroll, I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to have access to everything you've got. Just, just, just <laughs> me, though. And that's probably what Sony's doing. Well, yeah, if they're going to pay a billion dollars for them, they better be like, yeah, we want all of the content. It's a billion dollars. I mean, 
I don't know how my, I don't know what the revenue streams look like, but I mean, Crunchyroll rivals Netflix in some parts of the world. Yeah, but in the most important parts, does it? Oh, no, 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 not not necessarily, not at all. But um, if I'm trying to compete with Netflix, that is a hell of a like jump start. Well, and that's what I mean. I'm I'm assuming if Sony is going to drop up almost a billion dollars on them, they're going to say you. I mean, how how could they not give like how could they not if they if Sony's going to do drop a million dollar a billion dollars on them? How am I you know me as a maybe not me as a PS Plus subscriber will that have access to the entire Crunchyroll thing? But you know that that'd be kind of nice. I don't know. Now they're going to well, be Crunchyroll, I mean, Sony a Sony Entertainment Company or whatever they call them. Is it is it Sony proper or is it like Sony Pictures that's trying to purchase? Uh, I th- I think it's Sony proper. I don't think it's Sony Pictures. I think you're right. I was looking at. I was trying to figure this out, but um, I mean, I wonder if that might be their play for Sony Pictures to get better distribution to you know more more revenue on their movies if they stream them themselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and or or even or even licensing to other to a, to other streaming services as well. Well, and I mean, I know we haven't touched on this, but I don't I don't know. I mean, everyone keep in mind, Crunchyroll only I think half of its content is anime. Almost everything else that it has is in drama, like that, like sitcoms and and novella type thing, but but with an Asian demographic for it. So I mean, maybe there's some play on that side as well because that's a whole lot of. I wonder if they have uh, Tokugawa Boraichio. Oh, I guess I could check. What? How do you spell that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's an old samurai show that we watched in the '90s. It's a great show, great show. Tokugawa. I'll look for it, dude. Don't worry. I'm just talking shit because it was because if they have that, I didn't even realize they had live action. I thought it was just all anime. That's news to me. They do not have it. I'm checking now. Um. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a I think that was how they I don't remember. Somebody somewhere who probably was talking out of their ass said something about um it, that that was their jump start and then over like the evolution of their product set and their customer demographic they've kind of gone into these two sides. I don't know. Whatever. As far as I'm concerned, I just hope it doesn't get screwed up. I don't care who owns them. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Good. You got anything else, dude? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I do uh, kind of continue on with the whole Bethesda. Are they going to let, is Microsoft going to let them, you know, put games anywhere else? I have two more things. Other than uh, Microsoft, since they were purchased to the tune of a crap ton of money. I think it was like $7.5 billion. Remember that correctly? Mm. Um, I think that's something like that. Yeah. Remember from the last time, a while back, we talked about it. Um, well, um, so they obviously have been talking to the man of Bethesda, uh, Todd Howard and, uh, talking about different things specifically because like one of the big things that happened just now is he started talking about their new IP that they're developing, uh, Starfield, uh, which is like supposedly basically what Fallout, 7.5. huh? 7.5. Yeah. So what, what Fallout was supposed to apocalyptic RPGs and what Elder Scrolls was, for you know fantasy rpgs starfield is their attempt at science fiction rpg right uh future science fiction stuff and then they've been developing for the last few years uh first news in a long time they've given about it but the point of all this has been people asked him yet again so this deal with microsoft 
does that mean it's is it going to be exclusive to the Xbox or and Windows or are you guys going to make it available for PlayStation? And of course, Todd Howard of Bethesda was very coy, like everyone is, and he basically, well, he made it seem like, um, well, actually, he made it seem anything. He basically pretty much avoided the question and was not clear and would not say yes or no to it. And of course, um, Xbox is, you know, Microsoft's head for that uh, division was like, uh, it's everything, all the games, and if they're, you know, their exclusivity is going to be on a case by case basis. Um, but it's gotten a lot of people, you know, really concerned because, you know, he's, when he, when he described this new game, uh, he talked about it in a way that, like, you know, it gets like, you know, RPG fans, you know, their, 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 their nipples are getting hard and they're getting turgid and they're, they're sweaty up their lips <laughs> and they're all getting, Here we go. and they're starting yes, to, they're, starting to we go. they're foaming at the mouth because he's like, He's like, well, droplets, droplets, droplets. Well, it's going to be a solid, uh, a nice, hard single player experience. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys, jeez. <laughs> and also, what we're doing is we're actually going to be completely overhauling. I mean, hauling <laughs> the graphics engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god what is this show <laughs> basically like and that's one of the big complaints we've had uh with elder scrolls and they've had with especially with fallout which is when fallout 4 came out um and even fallout 76 rather uh which is like their latest you know one of the big name titles for that uh is that basically they've been using the, the creation engine and it's more or less for a lot of people the same graphics engine they've been using since like fallout 3 uh, which came out, you know, in the PS3, like over a decade ago, I would say. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a little long in the tooth. And so, you know, when he said they're, they're overhauling the entire engine and they're going to be, you know, it's going to be solid single player. Everyone's all crazy about it. But then that's the question. Because, oh, right, it's going to be awesome. They're like, yeah, great, great, great. Is it coming out for PS5? And he's like, well, I don't know. And kind of hemming and hawing and kind of avoiding the question a little bit. Um, but then again, it just makes me think. And we, when we talked about it last time, and I thought about it more and more, I'm like, yeah, the business side of things is going to be too. It's going to be too. They're not. They can't skip that. They're not going to go exclusive and not get the PS5 market because that's a lot of money. And no matter how much it's spent to get that company, they want to make that money back. It's going to take them years to make it back, and it speeds it up as long as they don't make it a PS5 exclusive. You know, like like yeah. people say they could do that to kind of like make them move consoles. By making an exclusive, so you have to buy an Xbox to get those games, at least for the first year. But at the same time, I'm like, but why? I mean, by the rule is you lose money on the console and make the money back on the games. So you're going to cut out an entire market of people buying the games? No, nah, I doubt it's going to happen. So I, I, don't, I don't foresee it to be that. But still, the fact that they haven't, but, the, but, but at the same time, I think the fact that they haven't said, oh, yeah, no, it's coming up for PlayStation also. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's going to be a few years. I mean, I don't think we're going to be looking at this new... Because Starfield is coming out before the next Elder Scrolls game comes out. Um, and we're, I, would, I would be surprised if this, if this game comes out before 2022. Um, and I don't see them making it exclusive. That hopeful, huh? Well, I mean, they've been working on it for a, a while now. Like, we're already, I think, like when they first announced it was probably two years ago. So... A four to five year dev cycle is not not too bad. I mean, I have no idea, but I guess yeah. we'll see. 
Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. And that's and that's, bare, so. that's minimum. That's minimum though, like four or five years minimum. Then again, I think I think like Redemption Redemption Two took like six or seven years development cycle. Yeah, so I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did, how long did how long did um what's it called um <sighs> Warcraft, but the the space one um Starcraft. 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 How long did Starcraft take? <laughs> Which Jesus. one? The first, the first one or the second one? The second one? Ah, I think it was the second one. Huh? Yeah, the second, second one. one. The second one came. I mean, it took a long time, and they actually just released the last DLC for it. Like but the I mean, last it took like, it took like it took like what ten years for the second one to come I, out. I, I don't know about ten years, but years? yes, it, I don't know. I, I actually have no idea. It took like I, twenty years. Fifty years. They yes. started developing it before <laughs> video games existed. Yes, I mean, I knew it was happening too. I was like, I was locked in to Blizzard. Back in the 1960s, back destroying yes. Like 12 yes, yes, yes. I, I was using my Ouija board in the basement of friends. All so. right. Well, I don't even understand how that works. Um, I have a time machine. The, the sheer mechanics of what you're describing is mind-boggling. <laughs> but the it's point a, is, it's a. I mean, if you think about it, look like at Rockstar, man. Like, there, what was their one big release this entire generation of console generation? Red Dead Redemption Two. That's it. That's the one oh. game they had. That's it. I was oh, yeah. going to, uh, I thought you were going to say the, the re, 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 re release of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Well, and that's just it. It, it, it isn't. Like, it, it, the first, like, like, if you think about new, new development, new kind of release, they've only had one this entire generation. This generation started in 2013. It's ending in 2020. And Rockstar's only game they released that was new was Red Dead Redemption 2. That's it. That's Do you crazy. think they're still riding on like Grand Theft Auto stuff? Oh, GTA totally. Online. Totally. GTA Online. totally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why do you think they're they're releasing it again for the PS5? It came out on PS3. The <laughs> they remastered the PS4 and they're having it again for the PS5 because GTA Online makes them a crap ton of money. And that's a whole thing with microtransactions. Not to get on my soapbox here, but like EA just re- just like announced like they've made over a billion dollars on microtransactions. People are like, we shouldn't have microtransactions. Well, obviously, some people think we do because they're making a ton of a crap ton of money off of it. There's like almost two billion dollars they made on microtransactions it's like they're not going to go away because people keep buying them so if you don't like them don't buy them they're not going away because people buy them obviously people like them exactly yeah somebody's paying money for this a billion people are paying money for this oh yeah man you know and and obviously clearly the system works otherwise they would have stopped doing it you know so it's just funny for me how like um, you know, we can't, we can't, like, you got these states that you can't gamble in, right? Mine in Texas is one of them, right? Can't, can't gamble here. At uh, all? And it, no, there's no casinos there at all? No casinos at all. You have to nope. go to, like, nope. Louisiana, or I think, I think there's some no in Oklahoma. slot machines or anything? There's, there's nothing. There, yeah, you have to go, to, you have to go to Louisiana, you have to go to Oklahoma, you have to go to Arkansas, yep. you have to go to, um, you know, New Mexico or Mexico. I mean, those you are know, the only because, places you can go. And and the argument is, well, you know, gambling ruined people's lives, blah blah blah. And uh, you know what? Like, you can't can't say that whenever I can drive across the state line, or now I can download a game and buy a loot crate, you know, and then potentially be able to sell those items, you know. Like, it's just funny to me. Like, the internet changed everything. So, like, state lines, states' laws, it's all kind of a gray area, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> I, I think. I think. I, mean, I think. I'm. I'm all good here. Unless you're going to continue with this, but I'm all set. No, I'm I good. I'm good dude. Yeah. What's up, dude? Are we not going to bring up Cyberpunk got delayed again? 
I, I wasn't I going to I didn't, because I, I wasn't didn't, sure. I, I didn't. I didn't want Gui to start crying in the middle of it into his microphone. So um, I guess I'll bring it up. Um, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, so Keanu, Keanu, Johnny so, Silverhand. Oh, I want his Silverhand on my uh, twenty-seven-seven. Turgid. And not not so bad this time. I think it was like what three weeks they pushed it back this time. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, three weeks. And, it's, not like, and it's, not like, it's not like six months like it could have been. Some of the some some very bold statements though that felt very reassuring. Right, I'm still on the fence if I'm going to uh, buy the game or not, but it looks pretty badass, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'll get suckered into doing it. Um, but in their statement they mentioned how the game is, it's it's good. It's done. It is fully functional. They could ship today, basically. Yeah, they announced it. It's gone gold. It is gone gold. Officially, they announced it. It has gone so gold. That's great. That is that is far better than other situations we've been in where, you know, things get delayed and we they don't tell us where they are or the problems they're facing other than we miscalculated our timeframes, right? And this one, they're basically saying it's ready to go. But the day one release, there's always a patch that goes out for people to get little final bugs and whatnot worked out. And they're three weeks from that being ready. And so people could take this game and they could play it, but it wouldn't be perfect. And they're saying, basically, give us three weeks. We'll have our day one patch ready and everyone will have a perfect experience. So I oh my God, I think I just had my O face. Oh my gosh, we're not even there yet. Oh. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, it was just reassuring. I liked that. I mean, I'm sure they've they've postponed 10 times already, and I'm sure some of those were crap reasons, but this one seems fine. Why not? I mean, I'm not even... I mean, I'm I'm good with it. I mean, there are some games that they, they, they they announced, like, people have announced, like, two years ago at, like... Do you remember No Man's Sky? Oh, yeah. I got that on release. Oh, yes. I pre-ordered that. And it, it, it got delayed, what? It felt like a year. It was forever. It, well, it, I don't know if it was delayed. It just was not good when it came out. That's the problem. Well, everything that they said they were going to have at launch wasn't there. There was like no, at two all. things. <laughs> no, I, and, and that's the problem. I, I got it at launch because of you know all that stuff. They released it. I played it. I'm like, oh, all right, it's okay. But like, it was just so, it was very boring. It got very boring. And so I... I, I you know, I traded him like, oh, I was disappointed by it. Uh, and then I got burned by Mass Effect Andromeda. And so that's why I've sworn off pre-orders from that point on. Um, but uh, from what I've heard, I've always been tempted. I'm, I'm almost, I, I don't have time, but I've almost, I've been tempted to buy No Man's Sky now. Because from what I've heard, the game now, and it has been for the last couple months, is where it should have, what they, everything they promised, they have finally delivered on it. And it is yeah. this massive space epic that you can go into and you can see other players and you can build fleets and space stations and settlements and like it's Trillion everything they've said. And species. Well, that, that, that was always there. That's been there since the beginning. But the fact that all the other little, I guess, quote unquote, smaller mechanics of, you know, an actual like social aspect of interactivity of, interact, interactivity of it, interactivity of it rather. 
uh, is finally in there. What was that goodie again? Can you say that again? It's 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 bullet bourbon. It's bullet bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Goodie just got fisted. Bullet bullet bourbon just fisted my brother. Oh, so slowly. Documentary about No Man's Sky. There is a documentary of that. There's a making of documentary. It's it's uh it's pretty legit. I don't remember where I saw it. It was probably on like YouTube or something. But it was eye opening. Like the setbacks, what actually was going on, all kinds of things. Very very interesting. That's crazy. Well, dude. I mean, the one thing about Cyberpunk, though, going back to that real quick, the reason that's been given why, again, I don't know if you guys heard or saw that. Why? Why? Because no. they have to make nine versions of the game. They actually said that. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they pretty much said like twelve different platforms are trying to work on. Yeah, and, and it's basically like we're being held back by the last generation. That's why this is slowing down. By the way, well, because like, it's it, like runs on everything. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem. It's like they that's what they said we we had to make like nine versions of this game, and that's why they delayed it the first time, and that's why they're kind of continuing to delay it because they're trying to tweak it so everyone has a good experience of it. But, you know, the big thing is that, yes, they have to make it run on PS4 and Xbox One and all that stuff and the PS4 Pro and the, the along with the next, I mean, yeah, they're hamstrung. And so because all the versions have to make for it, they've, uh, it slowed down the whole process and they had to, and that's why they delayed it again. But that's why I am, I am not going to get that game until I get a PS5, to the PS5. I, I get it. I get a PS5, which is probably not going to be until, um, 2021. I'm going to pray that it will run on Stadia. Wasn't well, Stadia just streaming? Like, why not? Well, I mean, it just Stadia's got its uh, its strengths and its weaknesses, and there are times that I've just not had a good experience. And it's just certain games, how they're coded, or like the type of interaction you've got, right? Like a first person shooter, it it's not ideal, man. It's not it's not quite quick enough. It's good, but if you're really into it, you can be moving faster, and the game can keep up. Well, I mean, maybe because it's not going to be a multiplayer um, first-person system. Maybe. I if that makes yeah. a difference. Like, you're not facing off against live people. You're still facing off against code. So maybe that might make a difference in how it runs on that game. Even though, yeah, Cyberpunk is a first-person game, but it's not like it's a multiplayer shooter you're playing. I, well, I, I mean, know. especially with negative lag. Do you remember that garbage they used to tell? Negative lag. Yeah, they they had this whenever they were. I think it was for Stadia when they were first announcing it. They said it would have negative lag. They were designing an AI computer that would seriously it, it would calculate from this position. The player has five options, and it would calculate those five before the player had even seen that frame, before they'd seen that that image to make their choice. So they're kind of pre-rendering all of the options, and it. It essentially, their theory was we can pre-render every option to the nth degree and have those frames already calculated and ready to send to the user before they've made the selection. And so their idea was it would be negative lag. It would it would be reducing time because it goes into the future, essentially. But it was it never panned out. It didn't work. Because that's like breaking physics, I feel like. I don't know. It's time travel, bro. Well, there's, the problem is we don't have the compute cycles for that. You've got a game that needs high-end computers to run it, but you're going to put it in a server farm where you're trying to do it 3 million times at the same time with half the compute power? It just doesn't... It, the math doesn't add up. Is it even possible? That, no, apparently. Not not for them. 
<laughs> Only in some sci-fi dark future where like Minority Report exists or something like that. I feel like that's, that's, that's what that sounds like. It's like now we have an AI uh, solving crime for us. I don't know. Yeah, it's basic Minority Report, but not that you're creating crimes. It's just you have choices. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one my, last point, and then I'm done. Actually, um, so I don't know if you guys know about N Seven Day. Um, N7 Day, because going back to this, N7 Day is um, November 7th, and they call it N7 Day because it's always been like the, the traditional day when big Mass Effect news comes out and stuff. And the last few years hasn't really mattered too much, especially with the debacle of Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, but apparently they've announced that for this N7 Day, which is just four days from now, from this time of recording, uh, they have assembled like a, a sizable chunk of the voice actors from the original Mass Effect trilogy for some some kind of like N7 day Zoom thing, right? Now, in the gaming world news, that's getting people all, you know, if you will, stiff with anticipation um, because... Turgid. Turgid. They're they're pulsing with this sort of like suspense (laughs) that they've got. This is Um, never going to go away, is it? Purple invading. No, No. oh my God. They're, They're purpling up. With anticipation, <laughs> oh because they, 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 because there's been so such rumors heading around that there's going to be a Mass Effect original Mass Effect trilogy remaster, and so and people have been waiting for that, gnashing, you know, chomping at the bit because people want that, you know, their mouths are getting frothy with it because they want to like relive those adventures because of like again how bad people how bad it went for the uh, the launch and the acceptance and the basically how badly Mass Effect Andromeda went that. People think that they 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 are getting together this voice the, the 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 voice cast so many members from the voice cast because they're going to announce the Mass Effect trilogy remaster um, because it, because people think why else would they do it other than that there'd be no other reason for them to get everyone together like oh, that so we don't even really know that that's what they're announcing we just no suspect- no 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 it's all it's all it's all suspicious it's all very heavily suspected at this point it's oh, it's, it's, it's 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 very suspect. Yes, but that's interesting. But yeah, but you know, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I would buy it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I got the Mass Effect trilogy, uh, whatever for PS3. The um, way back when, I buy it again. I'll, I'll buy the remaster for the PS4. Sure. I'll well, buy it I'll, for a dollar. Well, actually, no. I'll wait because there haven't been great. There's been a couple poor remasters last little while ago that maybe I won't. We'll see. We'll see how if, once it gets released. If it gets released, if that's what they're doing, we'll see. But mark one my do- words, one it might be happening on the seventh. <laughs> Mark my words. Mark my words. Oh, Jesus. All right. Hey, Derek, you got anything else? Man, I think that's all I got. That's it. All right. So I got a couple things. Nothing out of this world. As always, I'm, I've am i got my finger on the pulse of DCEU and the MCU. Are you so let's, up? I'm, oh, I'm, gosh, I, come I, on. Maybe, maybe not so much as right now, but I will be in a few minutes. Oh, I tell you. go for when it. I, all right, are you ready? Are you ready for this, guys? I don't think I'm All ready right, for so it. This just sounds like where what's his name goes. Anticip- <laughs> Patient. So, yes, yes. <laughs> the anticipation is killing me. So anyway, so okay, so we we know. Okay, first off, let's start off with the DCEU. So there's been a lot of rumblings, a lot of haphazard information, possible rumors, things of that nature. Um, we kn- we know about the possibility of the Batman showing up in Flash. That's that's a given. That's probably more than likely going to happen. Um, we know that Ben Affleck's going to be in there. So 
recently came out about a week or two ago. I mean, we, we, we're I'm coming in right now. He's going in and appearing as his character from Chasing Amy. Yes, yes, with a, oh with a goatee God. and everything. <laughs> Plot goatee. twist. Plot yes. twist. Yes, yes. Anyway, so he's he's gonna be. They're, 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 they just released information that um, he's going to be on an HBO Max series as the Batman with Jared Leto as Joker. What? Talk about purpling up. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Because the Joker's oh. colors is purple, so like I'm getting my, my my purple suit ready. That's what I meant by yeah. that. Good job, good job. Nice, uh, nice. nice I'm segue. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm talking about erections. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there's they're, they're going to be doing an HBO Max series of of the Batman and Joker. But wait, there's more. Okay, on the topic of Batman, there's also already that already information that Michael Keaton has signed on to do a Batman Beyond live action series on HBO Max as well. Goody, are you turgid? So turgid. It's saucy information. So turgid. Well, now, okay, lore guy spinning out of control at this point. Um, <laughs> so does that mean that if he is in the Batman Beyond, then that, then that mean that in his his version of Batman Beyond, Batman Beyond takes place in the Tim Burton universe of Batman? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. He I want those Batman. gargoyles. I want those sharp-edged gargoyles with a cyberpunk tint. Yes, he's he is going to be it is going to be in the Batman eighty nine universe. <laughs> and so so we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna have Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and we're gonna have a young Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond. Oh wait, whoa, whoa, but wait, there's more. Here's the segue. I'm gonna segue from the DCU's Dark Knight to Marvel's Moon Knight. Whoa! You like that? You like that? That was good. That was good. That was you good. like that? You like that? Okay. Oh, so <laughs> recently, uh, I actually love this character. So yeah. yeah. So I honestly think that this is probably going to happen. But either way, there have always been talks about Oscar Isaac coming to the MCU in some form or fashion. You know, and it's always been like, oh, I'm never can I can never do anything. But since he's got a contract with Disney, you know, he did Star Wars, but he said he's not going to do Star Wars again. Uh. You know, he's still probably got some pictures left. So what's happening is that the report is is that he's gonna be playing Moon Knight. He's gonna be playing Moon Knight. Do you know anything about Moon Knight, Derek? No, I have no idea. All right, so so let, let, think about this. Think about this. Okay, Moon Knight. You know, in some people's eyes, is kind of like Marvel's like, I guess you knock off of Batman to a certain degree. The problem is, is you can't really call it a, a knockoff considering that Moon Knight, the character of Moon Knight, is a guy, yes, he's a billionaire, just like him, just like Bruce Wayne is, the the guy, but he is actually literally a split personality. Moon Knight is a god that has infested this guy's body, and at night he goes and he literally kills people as a hero. He's an anti-hero. Wait, so he can't control that he goes to kill people at night? Or that he helps people during the day. It's a weird dichotomy. Like he he hears just, the, he's just a hardcore he hears, vigilante. Yeah, he's a vigilante. He hears the voice in his head like all the time. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I want to see, and it's gonna be it, it, supposedly it's gonna be a uh, a Disney Plus series, but I don't know how they're gonna do that. So we'll go, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it works out. 
But either way, the deal is is that they're 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 talking about making him Moon Knight in the MCU. So I mean, let's. So if you guys want to discuss, we can discuss. But yes, so Ben Affleck is coming back, of course, for Batman in Flash, but he's also going to be going against Jared Leto because I mean we all know that recently they started doing new film for um they started redoing reshoots on Zack Snyder's Justice League and Jared Leto came back uh supposedly um what's his name the guy who played um Lex Luthor supposedly in it uh supposedly uh um what's it called Deathstroke is in it too he came back for it it's crazy how they can get all these people like rallied around for these ideas and sometimes you're just like really for this everyone's gonna come back yeah, well, I mean, and, and then it, because the reason why I think that, I mean, I think we're going to see probably <clears throat> what's going to, I think what's going to happen is this. This is what I think is going to happen. This is my, this is just me, you know, thinking like a, like a fanboy in regards to Zack Snyder and his Justice League vision. I think we are going to get Legion of Doom. And I have a feeling what's going to happen is that Zack Snyder is going to leave this series, depending on what it does, he's going to leave it on a, it's going to be a series. He's going to leave it on a cliffhanger. Okay, and he's gonna leave it to a point where you you if if it gets to a point where people really really want more, he's gonna make his Avengers versus Legion of Doom movie. I think. I don't. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, or his Avengers versus Legion of Doom series. Well, I mean, do you think that? Gosh, I, I don't know, man. I guess I could see it happening. It it, it it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities. I'll go yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For real. I mean, it just it really just depends on how we do it. But I think it's going to work out that way. I, I mean, that's just me. I'm just talking out of my ass here. Because you have all these people coming back for this show, and they're doing reshoots, and supposedly it's just a four-hour show. I don't know if it's going to be a four-hour show. I think it's going to be more. End up being more of all these reshoots. But I don't know. I don't know how we're how we're doing on this. So it's just it's just my opinion, dude. We'll see what's up when they actually have the movie, the show come out in May. But I mean, yeah, they're in the they're in either in the middle or they're just finishing up reshoots. There's tons it. of potential, tons of potential, right? Mm-hmm. And then of course there are people who want what's his name, the guy from um, This Is Us, the the black guy from This Is Us. They want him to be John Stewart. Uh, oh, Green okay. Okay. Green Lantern. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of talks, dude. Everything. There's so much information out there right now. But yeah. So Oscar Isaac as the, as the as Moon Knight. We got Batman Beyond happening on HBO Max. We got another Batman series happening on HBO Max. You know. So there's there's a lot of stuff. And then of course there's rumors on Marvel that you know. I mean, there's so much information, dude. It's just and 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 we can go on and on in regards to some of the rumors, like Gwen Stacy gonna be in the new Mar- Spider-Man movie. Uh, that you know, Wolverine's gonna be in Multiverse of Madness. I mean, because everybody's gonna be in Multiverse of Madness, so well, everyone, has the, everyone has the potential to be in that one, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, there's rumors that Chris Evans is gonna be in Multiverse of Madness as Captain America, and that I wonder um, if they're just gonna. I mean, that Multiverse of Madness has so it's such a um, it's such a broad scope, right? Yeah. They can do, gosh, quite literally just about anything. But if you think about it, so can that other one. What is it called? Like What If or something like that? What If. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. What If is going to be a Disney Plus series. It's a cartoon series. It's going to be on Disney Plus. So yeah, he, they can just do whatever they want with it. Yeah. And then well, they are doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, but, but, but here's the thing with, with that, though, with What If, that What If series, it's a little different because 
what is it? Because the tone of that is, it's not like, how do I, how do I explain it? Like, yeah, the watcher, he talks about these alternate sort of realities, but their, their tone is kind of like, you're not going to see that play out in a movie. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, 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 think of it as more like, like, like stories or like an amazing stories or anthology series type thing. If you could do like, in, like, like short stories is what I, yeah. what I imagine it to be like multiverse of madness can be the introduction for the impact in future Marvel movies or other projects. But what if is like a very self-contained sort of thing. Oh, usually. You know almost I mean? like a twilight zone kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, which yeah. theoretically like- is alternate universes, but they're not the kind that you're going to lean on for like, future series ideas or what you know what i mean it's like, like what if it's like what if what if um captain america what if chris what about captain what if steve rogers was iron man that's what it is or well yeah i, I remember collecting those i love the what if comics yeah, actually i was, i loved what if comics when the one that always stuck out with me in the mo- the most was what if the fantastic four all had the same power and so in that one comic was separate short four four separate shorter comics of all of them being human torture, all of them being the thing, or all of them being invisible, all of them having Mr. Fantastic's powers. But but they weren't the kind of thing that you're going to expand beyond one issue. You know, they mm. weren't going to... even in, And so Multiverse of Badness is like, we could bring them into this the MCU. What if is going to be... The fact it's going to be animated means that it allows them to do whatever they want without any kind of limit, which is what allows for them to like have like, you know, if, if one of the actors from the MCU that doesn't want to be anymore, like Chris Evans or whatever... They want to like, they still have a couple, they still have a couple of things in their contract. That's what what if is for. It could be used for that. They can voice yeah, like, their character in what if, and then boom, that satisfies that, that contract. Like Robert Downey Jr. is supposedly coming back for what if. Yeah. Because, because it's a cartoon. It's a voice role. He can show up for three hours worth of work and then he's done. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to do anything else but that. And, you know, most of them have that in their contract. They're going to be in a what if episode. Um, now, the other thing is, is that, you know, there is all these rumors about, like we said, like Chris Evans is going to come back for Multiverse of Madness, but more than likely, what they're saying is that if he comes back as Captain America, he's going to come back for the major like Avengers movie, which is probably going to be, it's probably going to be like two or three phases down the line. Like, we're not going to get an Avengers movie for quite some time, I think. And and more than likely, that Avengers movie is more than, it's probably going to be Secret Wars. I don't know, man. Yeah. They've had they've they've had an Avengers film to end every single phase, though, haven't they? Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna have like an Avengers per se movie, like a big Avengers. If they have an Avengers movie to end this phase, more than likely, it's probably gonna be like a young Avengers movie because like, we got a lot of like, like Miss Marvel. We got uh, Kate Bishop showing up in the Hawkeye series. We're gonna have She Hulk more than likely. You know what I mean? Come like on. it's gonna be. Yeah, we got like like the young Avengers are gonna be showing up a lot more in these series because they're gonna be taking over kind of the thing. But but I have a feeling that the big Avengers event movie that's gonna be huge is probably gonna be like Secret Wars, and that's more than likely where you're gonna see. You know, just like a, like Infinity War, it's just gonna be a it's just nightmare kind of well thing. i don't I, I guess but like i feel like all the major ones are just young well you say young avengers but young meaning what because like they don't who, who what, what do you mean by young they by, always have so young avengers could be anybody like you know like you know 
Oh, let's see, Squirrel Girl. We could have uh, Quake. <laughs> yeah, yeah the Young Avenger. I mean, we could have. Right. A whole don't don't get me started on Squirrel Girl, man, because I've got some some real issues with Squirrel Girl. No, 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 no. Not because like it's it, it sounds dumb. Honestly, that's not it at all. I actually have no problem with the character itself. But anyway, forget it. Um, no. Here's my thing with that because like they don't have because like Young Avengers. I feel like it's like also people that are young. Right, and I mean, they don't have a lot of those. I mean, I'm I not mean, gonna be one to to like name actors' ages and all that, but like Tom Holland can fit. Um, the actress that I don't think he's gonna be in Young Avengers. He's a full okay. Fleshy. Okay, then then room then kick her out. Then okay, not him. Um, if they put um the Black Panther's sister in the role, you know, maybe her. Possibly. But like, who's a quote unquote young Avenger? Miss Marvel says we're going to have a TV series. Really? Yeah. But, but she's like from the eighties, and no, she wrong Miss Marvel, Goody. Oh, oh no no no! I'm thinking Captain. Oh, yeah, you said Miss. Okay, you said Miss Marvel. I understood Captain Marvel. Okay, one. Okay, Kate Bishop. Oh, they're going to skew her young. Okay. Yeah, well, they skewed okay, her young. Two, again. two. Um, you also have probably Ant Man's daughter. Cat. Nope. 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 Cut it off. We're done. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> no, man. We we barely have Ant Man. We just had Ant Man and the Wasp, and now Cassie is going to be joining up as uh, the Larvo. I don't know what she's going to be, but anyway. Well, no, remember she she, 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 has, she probably she probably has his suit. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would she have? How about he has his suit? Why would she have his suit? She probably has. She has one of his suits. Who knows, dude? No, I'm just no. I'm just speculating here. But why don't you just no give me a fucking minute. No. Shut your fucking crap, bro. No. Yeah. All right? All I'm saying is this is all fucking conjecture and just speculation. And you know what, Goody? You're no. really you're really making me flaccid here. No. We're an hour I'm, in and we haven't even gotten to the friggin' movie. Well, all I'm saying is that, like, that's an interesting conjecture, but you've named for me three characters, one of which, no. Um, okay, three characters. Oh shut the fuck up! Not, <laughs> three characters do not make. Well, it. Okay, well, okay, and that's another thing. If they start bringing in brand new characters, okay, fine, sure. I I don't know, dude. We'll see what happens, man. I don't know. All I'm saying is that the the big event that they're gonna have, whether it's a, is the next Avengers movie or whether it's two Avengers movies down the line, but the big Avengers movie is gonna be like the big event, like Infinity War and Endgame was, is more than likely gonna be Secret Wars. More than likely. Okay. I'm saying all right and that's going to be something they're probably going to bring in like chris evans who said he'll go in because it's more than likely going to be directed by the russos again and he'll be like with a walker and stuff yeah well i don't know maybe he maybe he'll play the old captain america maybe he won't we have multiverse of madness you never what about, know what about u.s agent bring him in u.s agent i don't know we'll see how he turns out in the in the series because he's in uh, uh winter soldier yeah i know i know i know we don't know if he's gonna be a bad guy or a good guy so you know what I'm saying? So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out, dude. So anyways, um, so but I'm good. I'm good with what we got here. Are you guys got anything else you want to talk about? No. Not that nope. my end. All, All right. So, so we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break here. We are going to be uh, having what we call our refill episode. So everybody go out and have a bio break or as Goody likes to say, shake the dew off the lily. And I'm all turgid. All right, guys. We'll see you in a bit, fellas. Jeez. All right. Bye. Bye.
And we're back. Uh, we have uh, unloaded our uh, urine, I guess. What? Oh my that's, god! That's so Jeez. gross. That's so gross. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> okay, uh, we've had bio breaks. Um, so yeah, we're back. Uh, and we the, the preview. The preview I gave. I actually did finish. I did finish my huge pour of bro- bullet bourbon. So uh, I refill with some rum and coke because I no longer have any bourbon. So we're gonna see how this goes. And I'm trying to speak a lot faster, so that probably means something's happening already. Oh yes, my brain chemistry has shifted. Oh, this is good. I'm, as as they say in the movie, this this drink today, I'm, I'm on my second turbis of uh, Florida Kanye, so I'm ready to give this fucking podcast my O face. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, oh. oh. <sighs> you know what I mean? Oh. oh. <laughs> Anyways, but my fifteen pieces of flair. Yes. Okay, so can I can I just mention since we're gonna start off here, okay? <laughs> that character who who who's made that line, you know, the guy with the bleach blonde spiky hair. Yes, I was working at home today, and my wife happens to be off today. And down the hall, I hear her start up. She wants to watch Coyote Ugly. Did you know That's he's a- in that movie? He is. What is he? He's a bartender in there. And I look over and I was like, hey, it's the same guy. And I look it up. These movies were shot months apart. So oh, he just yeah. went from one set to the next. <laughs> from Austin to New York. What a badass. He's a badass. The man is my hero. He's my spirit animal. Uh, well, you probably well, need to reevaluate, but let's move yeah, on. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Actually, no, he's not, he's, not, he's not. Milton is my spirit animal, but that's just me. We have um, other things to talk about then. <laughs> all right. So um, as I, as we said last week and, and today's episode, we are going to be reviewing and discussing the 90s cult classic Office Space. Um, go uh, Since this is your motion picture, Derek, why don't you go ahead and give us a synopsis? Oh, I have Sinem. the honor? Okay. Synopsis. Well, the one on IMDb is really not all that good, but I'll give you a quick breakdown. Uh, You got a guy who is just miserable with his job. He doesn't enjoy it. Everything about it just irks him from, you know, the way somebody talks and answers the phone next to him to the way that somebody else mumbles or the way that he gets shocked every time he touches the door when he comes in. Everything's miserable. Um, He decides to go to an occupational hypnotherapist. And as he's getting hypnotized, the hypnotherapist conks out dead, has a heart attack. So he is perpetually under hypnosis, blissful to the world around him, doesn't really care, and uh, decides to make some changes in his life, and hilarity ensues from there. There you go, buddy. I'm waiting for you to say hilarity ensues. I love that. Why not? Very <laughs> fancy. There you go. And, and I love how you kept it semi-spoilery, but not. That was good. No. Nice. ASMR. No, not, not spicy. Not uh, anyway. Um, so okay, where do we so start? Go, I'll start. I'll start with this part. Okay, so we all know movies called Office Space, as we said. Uh, movie was released in uh, 1999. That's the year uh, I graduated from high school. Yes, it is. It is good. Congratulations, good. You graduated from high school in '99. Hey, Amen. Sure, <laughs> <Yes>. sure was. Sure was. <laughs> Party. 
Like, well, it was, I'm sorry. Did you oh gosh, <laughs> no. What were you referencing? Is that is that a I thing? I think so. Was that Maybe. a song? Possibly. Uh, oh my was that a gosh. singer? Maybe by somebody who dresses in purple and you know was royalty. I don't know what you mean. I don't know either. We should move on. Then. Oh my gosh! Please, <laughs> please. You mean the pride on. of Minnesota? Yes, the pride of Minnesota. <laughs> <sighs> Artist, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's move on. The artist formerly known as the, or the artist formerly known as the artist formerly known as Prince. All right. So, um, so anyways, yeah, it's a movie or, or directed just Prince. Or just Prince. Um, it was directed by Mike Judge. Yes. Yes. Who is of course the creator of uh, the seminal creator of Abuse and Butthead. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Said he was also the. <laughs> The creator of of Hank Hill. Oh, oh, boy! That's funny, actually. But but he he also did Silicon Valley. Did he? Yes, he did. I enjoyed that show. That was pretty good. I had no idea Silicon Valley actually. Yes, he did. The show was great. He was the creator of it, wasn't he? And the producer. Oh, I don't. I don't know how how involved he was. I guess I can. Hold on, I'll find out. It says creator. He's credited as a creator. Either way, he's he's Mike Judge is a genius, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen um that uh, movie on Netflix with um with uh, Adam Sandler, Sammy Wexler, or whatever the the one where he played like an agent. Did you guys? I don't watch think that? I ever saw that. What one. what what is this? What'd you say? So there's a movie on Netflix. Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's idiocracy. A, I was I was thinking about myself. Oh, idiocracy. Idiocracy. He also, he also directed Idiocracy. Sorry. Yes, yes. He was also so he on so there's a movie called Sandy Wexler where um, Adam Sandler plays this absolute loser of a dude, and he is this guy who wants to be an agent in Hollywood, but he just can't make it. And then he gets uh, the uh, a, 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 a talent which is portrayed by uh, Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's got a bunch of bunch of different talent, and they're all kind of odd acts. Yeah, and it's all it's all his. It's, of course, it's all his people. But but Jennifer Hudson is kind of like the the one talent that's like a for real legit talent. And, and, he, and but is he also like extremely good natured agent? Like he's like yes, he's super yeah. nice. He's yeah. just he's just he's just he's just like somebody who's just like oh Sandy. Like he will never screw over his his talent. No, apparently. he won't. He won't. And so that's the thing. He's in Hollywood and he's just a nice guy, but he just can't get ahead because he's such a nice guy. But either way, it's it, it's a pretty good movie. It's nothing out of this world, but it's it's a good movie. But the funny thing about this movie is, is that Mike Judge is in the movie. Not only is Mike Judge in the movie, but he crank calls Adam Sandler or Sandy Wexler. He crank calls Sandy Wexler as Beavis and Butthead. And Sandy Wexler gets into arguments with Beavis and Butthead on his phone. Like, Wait, what? I don't funny, remember that part at all. It's the funniest shit ever. And at the end of the movie, he has a message from like Beavis and Butthead, and it's the funniest thing ever. It's absolutely the funniest thing ever. But anyways, I digress. But Mike Judge is an absolute fucking genius. I mean, I just I don't know. I can't I can't say enough about Mike Judge, man. He's awesome. He is awesome, dude. The pride of Texas. The Pride of Texas. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, yes. He actually wrote fifty. He's creator of fifty four episodes. Yeah, of uh, of Silicon Valley. But yeah, dude, it's it's. It, I mean, I can't I can't say enough of that shit, dude. It's amazing, man. 
Anyway. It's great that he did that he did Idiocracy. That's another really good one. Yeah, that is another good one. It's and and I never saw Extract. I always wanted to see Extract. I always heard it was funny too. Uh, I haven't seen it. That one with Jason Bateman where he's like a, a factory, he owns a, like an extract factory, extract company. So either way, so yeah, it's um so anyway, so we digress. So the movie's directed by Mike Judge. It stars Ron Livingston, who I think is a great actor. I've always loved him, especially in Band of Brothers. He was great in Band of Brothers. Um Swingers. Swingers. He was he was, that was John the first Fox. time I saw him. Yeah, it was the first time I saw him too. Um and then of course uh, it has uh Diedrich Bader, who is phenomenal as Lawrence, but he's so funny in everything yeah. he does, and he's amazing. He's His character in Drew Carey show was the best. Agreed. The best. Uh, we have, of course, the fantastic actor Stephen Root, which, you know, back then he wasn't really known per se. He was just like, I think he was just, I think that at that point he was just in, um, what was that radio show with uh, Phil Talk Hartman? Radio or news radio? Talk radio? radio. News radio. He was, the, he was the owner of the, the owner of the, the radio station. station. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was great. But yeah, Stephen Root, uh, of course, the fant- the national treasure that we know as uh, Gary Cole. Wait, who? Gary, Gary Cole. Cole. Oh, gosh. Wow. Lumberg. Yeah, Lumberg. And of course, did you watch the movie? I want to make sure you watched the movie. Yes, dude. I watched the movie. Well, he's like forgetting like yes. Jennifer. <laughs> I don't know the names. I don't oh, know the I'm actors. Getting, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. And of course, you know, one of the two Bobs, of course, is John C. McGinley. He's the guy with the the the, the, the kind of muscle bound dude. Yeah, of yeah. The two bobs. Um, and of course, last but not least, Jennifer Aniston, straight off her breakout role in Leprechaun. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, Leprechaun was way before, but no, no. The, the, here's the thing. Like, it's funny you you ended with her, but you know she was probably meant to be the big draw of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, I know. because this movie came out in '99. She was already in the middle, literally in the middle of her run of friends. So she was probably the biggest star in that film. She was. Yeah. And the movie was, that was a, I mean, it was a box office bomb. I mean, it was an absolute box office bomb. I mean, it, the movie cost $10 million. It made $4 million. It's opening weekend. It only made, it made just over $10 million worldwide. You know, I, this is the thing. I actually was thinking about this earlier this week for some reason. Can I think about Mall Rats also? How was the box office bomb? But like yes. you see you hear about those movies, right? And you hear what their budgets were and I'm like, what did they spend that money on? And clearly, <laughs> clearly I don't know. Someone is not made. counting the pennies, okay? Well, because like I, I don't know how a movie is made, but like I look at look at Mall Rats. All right, you watch Mall Rats, and you find out that movie costs like seven million dollars to make. What in the hell did they spend yeah. seven million dollars? What did on? you do? You know? Did you build or, the mall? Like, or or, or look at Office Space. It cost ten million dollars to make that movie. What was that money spent on? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and that just means I, and obviously it means I don't know movie budgets and what things cost to make movies. But I don't see that movie, and I think, yeah, that movie costs $10 million. I'm like, no, everyone's wearing short sleeve shirts with ties, which I abhor, by the way. But that whole look, and I'm like, you rent space in an office building. You rent space from a Bennigan's or a Friday's. I don't know. Like, I feel like the sets aren't that spect- – what do you have to – what are they making that, spending that money on? I don't know. And then, you, then you see – then you have movies like – okay. Obviously, it's the actor's fees. Yes, that must yes. be it. That must be it. But- 
but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Then you see movies, okay, where you have this movie where it costs ten million dollars, and you wonder where the fuck did it make this? Where the hell did they spend the money on? Like, what was it spent on? But then you have movies like Reservoir Dogs. Okay, how much do you think? Okay, if you think about movies back then, and this movie cost nine in ninety nine, it was ten million dollars, and Reservoir Dogs was in like ninety five, right? Uh, I think yeah, it was like no ninety two. How much do you think Reservoir Dogs cost? If if you had to think in your mind, how much do you think it cost? The way the look was, in it, how much do you think it cost? Two million. Close. The movie cost one point two million. Okay, half the amount that I said, though. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, even still, you could almost stretch it and say that movie. And if you didn't know that, that movie could probably cost around four or five million dollars. You know. Yeah, but know. do you think that has to do with like the style and like how they 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 maybe okay? So that was a pretty independent film, right? Oh, very independent film. So very they didn't. They weren't forced to use X vendor for cars or Y vendor for makeup. Also, because if you think about it, it was so um, granular in its where where it was located. Because mm-hmm. with this, you're in different locations. Granted, yes, it's all over Austin because they filmed the movie in Austin. But they also filmed the movie at the end. They filmed the movie. That scene was in the Keys. Mm. So, so they got everybody have, out there for that. You had multiple locations. Or I don't know about everybody. Maybe Stephen Root and the and the cat and the, and the crew. But I'm just saying, but like, you know, like they had multiple locations. You had locales, you had different buildings, you had office buildings, you had apartment complexes. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's a kind of a different story where you have Reservoir Dogs takes place essentially in this one fucking warehouse. Or in the back of a car. In the back of yeah. a car, you know, or, but this one you have. You know, corporate complex, those those industrial complexes, you know, you see uh, it, it's in apartment complexes. It's in uh, somebody's house. It's in the Florida Keys, which I, it looked like Ocean Reef to me, Goody. That looked like Ocean Reef to me, but that's just me. I don't know. I, I don't know. Whether I just it's definitely like, going to be cheap. It's cheap for him to do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's a whole mess of different things, but, but we can, we can, we can go on and on about that. But yeah. So, yeah. So the movie was, it, it was a bomb, but it made a ton of money in the video market, just like a lot of these movies did. You know, it made so much money in the video market. Supposedly, it literally made back its budget in the video market. So, so here's the question then. If it were released direct to, to Blu ray or DVD or whatever, would it have been as successful? I don't know because there were movies like that that came out. Like there's a movie, this is really deep cut. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It might not be a bad idea for you to check out, dude. There's a movie called uh, Thursday. Do you remember that movie, Goody? Not at all. Okay, so it was a movie called Thursday. It starred Thomas Jane, Aaron Eckhart, Mickey Rourke. I mean, it has a, had a ton of people in the movie and it went straight to dvd but it was a fantastic like heist slash hostage slash you used to be a bank robber and i'm coming back for my money kind of movie you know what i'm saying like like you have you know aaron eckhart is no no thomas jane is like this retired uh bank robber and he basically double crossed his team his partners and now they're out to find him I mean, there's a, there's a, if you watch the movie, is a ton of people, but it only came out in DVD. And then I was told about it because I was working at Blockbuster at the time. 
Uh, mind you, if anybody knows what Blockbuster is, it was a place where you could rent movies for <laughs> food. You might have seen it in Captain Marvel. You might have seen it in Captain no, Marvel, exactly. It's basically Redbox, but with people. But with people. And it was so much fun. And it was blue I, and yellow. And it was black, instead of black and yellow. Either way. But yeah, you had a, you, you, you were able to go in and rent movies. And that was a movie that I was told by people in the, in the store. They're like, hey, you should check this out. Like the manager was like, you should really check this out because I know you're a movie guy. So I watched it and I was like, holy shit, this movie's pretty fucking good. You so know, and- it legit has box office revenue. Who? This movie. Thursday? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. It's got like $2,000. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. It's like nothing, dude. And like, I mean, it made like $3,000 gross. Yes, yes. <laughs> but what I'm telling you, what I'm saying is that like, like there's, a, there, there's a lot of people in the movie. Like, you know, I mean, the actors, there's a ton of actors, you know. Mickey Rourke, I mean, I mean, if you see their faces, there are a lot of character actors more than anything else. But, I mean, it was a really, really good movie. And I, I enjoyed the hell out of the movie, dude. Super fun. I might have to check this what's, one out. What's, what's the point, though? Either way, the point... <laughs> sorry, sorry. The point, <laughs> the point is... Notice, notice that the guy who has probably drank more alcohol than anyone else here is like, let's bring in guys. <laughs> and it's I point it. is, the point is, I don't know what the fucking point is. Either way, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but all right. Well, I guess the point was is that you were talking about like would it, would it make money like if it should wish it to DVD? I don't know. It just depends if if there would be enough, you know, word of mouth. But I wasn't gonna go that route because it was a Mike Judge movie, and he had all this stuff from Beavis and Butthead. You know what I mean? No, what stuff did he have from Beavis and Butthead? What, what stuff did he have from Beavis and Butthead? You know this, you know this cash. <laughs> butthead, you know what I mean? Oh I like god, that. you guys you are so I mean? hard on each other. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I love you, Goody. Droplets. <laughs> Suck me. All right. Anyway, let do okay. it. Okay, moving. <laughs> Anyways, but no, but like we said, I mean, it, it really just depends on like word of mouth, you know, if the movie was going to do well, you know, but who knows? I mean, who knows how, if it would have gone to DVD, but either way, let's get started on the motion picture. I, I'm going to weigh in. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to weigh in on this. I'm going to weigh in on this. I'm going to weigh in on this. It's a cult classic. It depends on a movie. If it went straight to DVD, I don't think it would have made it because the movie theater, I mean, didn't we see it in the movie theaters? No, I only saw it on DVD. Oh, I think I saw it in movie theaters. I did Maybe. see it in movie theaters because that's when I was in this one girl in high school and I went to a lot. I was like going to a movie a week. I remember for a while there. Um, so, so you can hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You saucy guy. You no. Really, I mean, old. I mean, you no. Dog, you, you dog. No, for real. I'm, uh, whatever. You know what? Really not. <laughs> I'm not, not doing that. Not doing that. But anyway. I've you got won't notes. Kiss won't kiss and tell, you gentlemen. You. Um, well, I am, I am a classy man. <laughs> I'm so, I'm done. I'm it. That's it. I've got I'm notes. Out. I've got notes. Someone start talking about the movie, All right. please. So, okay, where's the movie? The movie, we're in 1999. Okay, yeah. the movie comes out in 99. And there's a few, quite a few Y2K references. Derek, yeah. you know what Y2K means? Um, 
So there was a time. I mean, <laughs> I was there, dipshit. You were only like 10, dude. Yeah, dude. I remember it distinctly. I was sitting in front of the TV waiting for the world to end. You were, you were, you were crashing your Hot Wheels together, and then, I don't know. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm dating myself because you probably didn't play with Hot Wheels because that's an 80s thing, I feel like. I yeah. know what Hot Wheels are. I, I had them. I had the actually, cheap ones. Actually, so, actually, I, think playing, I think he was playing Crossfire. Oh my God, Crossfire. <laughs> right. That's like Beyblade before Beyblade. Yes. Oh, that's very 80s. That's very what 80s. Say? What do you say? Micro Machines, dude. Yeah, oh, I still yeah. have them. Oh, shit. Wow. Did you have Monster in my pocket? Oh, anyway. yeah, dude. What about, my pet, what about my pet monster? Nope. Hey, Bebel, stop trying to contribute. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. Right, back right, to right, the right, movie. Back to so it's 1999. Um, my, one of my first notes I have. So the first scene you watch and it's, you get the, it sets the tone where the entire setup is a whole like dreariness and misery of corporate life, corporate salary man to borrow, you know, a, a word from Japan, like nothing guy in a software company in this kind of tech world of the, ni- the late nineties. And he's in traffic. Right. He's in like horrible traffic, bumper to bumper, barely moving. He like, Q- looks- you Mambo Number Eight by Perez Prado, which is a fantastic song for that. By Perez Prado. Okay, hola, que hola, seriously. All right, <laughs> but the beauty of it is this. <laughs> well, you know what? There's so many things about this movie that kind of like, oh, if it were today, it wouldn't be a problem or as much a problem, you know. And this is the first thing I noticed is because like he's in traffic and he looks out, looks out his window, and there's a, there's like an old man with a walker moving faster than they are in traffic. That's how bad it is, right? Bumper to bumper. And yes. my first thought was, in a world of smartphones, the traffic is not nearly so unbearable, right? Because <laughs> like if you're... Now, I'm not condoning watching videos while you drive. Don't do that. However, if you watch this movie and you see how slow the traffic is moving, if you have like a smartphone and you have access to all this information and videos or or podcasts, or whatever, you can, it's not nearly as unbearable as it was back then, where all you had was the radio, and you turn the dial, and if you've got nothing, you've got nothing. You or know? you could have, or you could be listening to podcasts. You, well, not, sure, not back then, in 1999. I'm saying, I'm saying no, now. They call those talk shows back then. Well, no, what I'm saying is, back today, this scene wouldn't be as bad. Because mm. we have so much control over what content we have in our cars. Whereas in 1999, you had no control over what content you had in cars. And actually, my one thought was maybe audiobooks. But even those were really expensive back then because you had to pay quite a bit of money to buy a tape or, or a series of tapes. Actually, it's a set of tapes or CDs with an audiobook. You know what I mean? It was like, four, it was like, it was like 40 bucks. They weren't cheap to get. Yeah. So, you know, 40 bucks, their money, not our money. Even even so, so like you basically, unless you had audiobooks, which I know, I I'm sure most people did not. You were at the mercy at whatever you had on the radio, and that obviously was not have been enough because they wouldn't have made the scene like they did it, right? Or whatever, so or, whatever you had, or whatever you had as far as a mixtape, if you had it in your car. Yeah, but at that point, it's all the music you've already heard before. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, which is what shows us. Then we, in the next scene, we see Michael Bolton, 
the character Michael Bolton rapping to Tupac in his car. And then he's, you know, he sees, you know, which is something that you, we, we, you know, we've talked about it previously. Is like there's some things in this movie they would not do in, in probably in, in movies of today, where you would have him walk rapping this car. He's, you know, this lily white boy with glasses rapping hardcore Tupac, and then somebody who's selling, you know, flowers on the side of the road who's an African American, and he's raising his window, locking the door <laughs> because he doesn't well, know what's and, happening. And you know, I think. <laughs> down the music because he doesn't want them to hear and then when the guy passes by he barrels it up again you know i think actually i could see that being done today because of the point they're making i don't think i don't i i, 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 I so I would, you're saying the joke wouldn't land the same that's what i'm saying it, would, it wouldn't joke the and, joke and, and, I, and i think it still would you think it still would yeah i think so okay people still do that i'm sure so I'm like sure. so i think it, i think the joke still would land the same like to me, that's not a dated reference because he's not making a. He's not. It's not dated like other jokes that we've talked about in, in other podcasts and other movies. Like this is not so dated in my mind. I don't know. I don't think it'd be a problem as much a problem really today. Well, is that is that because of the dynamic involved? You know, like this guy who is you know on the cover, very very plain white guy with glasses who is enjoying rap music versus some kind of condescending way. Yeah, I think so. I, I can see that. I can see that. Because, I, I mean, at the heart of the joke, he's just enjoying music that apparently is too taboo for his culture. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just, and him make, and, and, but him also reacting the way that people might, where they're sort of like, oh, we're sitting African-American, let's lock our doors. You know, it's not, it's not so dated because it's still being done as opposed to a movie that the joke is based on using a slur that no one's okay with using. I, I, I don't know. How, I, I don't know how, exactly how to explain it, but it seems like it still seems like this would still work today. I think so. Well, either way, whenever all that happens, essentially all the, these three guys are just, having the worst time trying to get to work and they yeah, hate they, they every aspect of it. And, and, and I think it's funny because I was watching the movie and I was like, is this movie in Austin? Because I know that Mike Judge is from Texas and I know he's from the area. So I thought, it didn't make this movie in Austin. When I looked at it, because it looked like Austin, I was like, this has got to be Austin. And then when I looked it up in IMDb, that's where they filmed the movie primarily in Austin. Other than the final scene with Milton at the beach, spoiler alert, it's filmed in Austin. Everything is done in. in and I did out. not know that, but you're right. It does seem very familiar to, uh, you know, my backyard, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, I mean, but as 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 the story moves forward, I mean, he gets to Inatech and he walks out of his car. But then we also see the VP parking spot, and here comes Lumberg, played by the great Gary Cole, in his Porsche, and he pulls into his own private spot. And he's living, he's loving life. And, you know, we see, we see, uh, Peter, the main character, our, our protagonist, as they say, and he's walking in the door and he sees the doors of the office. And it almost seems like an immovable object to him because he just does not want to experience yeah, his he's, life. He's like, I don't want this to keep happening. Everything about this is soul crushing. Like, it, it really is. is. <laughs> like, I see the scene, I saw the scene, and I've, okay. I'm not saying in my current job, I don't experience it, but I have experienced that feeling 
of walking into an office and saying to myself, what the fuck am I doing here? This place sucks my asshole. Like yeah. it just, it absolutely is the worst feeling. I don't, it, 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 that kind of job is like where you just don't want to get out of bed and you feel, you just feel like you're just like, your life literally sucks mm-hmm. in so many ways. You know, well, here's just a, when I saw Lumberg for the first time, it just, this is completely unrelated to what you're saying. I just have to drop it in there. I, it just re, it reinforced how I hate. I hate, I utterly despise. And if you guys, if, if either one of you two have this or any of our listeners have these, I'm not trying to offend you, but I absolutely hate those shirts with white collar and wrist, but like the rest of the shirt is different color. <laughs> I hate those shirts. Are you talking about the French cuffs? The, uh, uh, yes. I am talking about, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like pine cone, in my bunghole, how much I hate them. <laughs> like, I hate those shirts so much. I really do. Oh, I don't know why. I always great. have. I always have. They're very nice shirts, though. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> is it, is it, is it, are they too elitist for you, Goody? No. They, on the contrary, for my, in my opinion, I think they, I, I don't know who came up with the idea that having white collar and shirt. But the rest of it should be a different pattern. But that's like a super high class look. I don't know who came up with that idea. That person is wrong. And it was, I, it was, no, 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 no. If I could go back in time, if I could go back in time, no way. Here we go. They call it French cuffs because it started in France. Okay, Bevel. He still hates it. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. If I could go back in time Dogs. and find that person and somehow hit them with a neuralizer from MIB. Or eliminate them, kill them. I don't know. I want, maybe murder is the answer. I have no idea. The point is, if I could stop the existence of that kind of shirt from happening in the world, I could. <laughs> I hate those shirts so much. I don't know why. They're apparently really nice. They're, they're supposedly really nice shirts. I find them so tacky because I'm like, and maybe it's because I find them tacky because the minute you take off your jacket, in my mind, you're like, oh, what the hell were you doing? Like, why isn't the rest of your shirt, like your collars and your cuffs? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you're very passionate about this. I, man. I, I actually am. I actually am. It's weird. It's weird. But I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you had that same shirt, but you had like the buttons on the collar, you know what I mean? Like the buttons where you can button down the collar and then just not, just not, they're just not like, you know, lay flat or with the, uh, with the collar, uh, little, uh, things that hold up the little metal collar things. Because they, think, hey, you go, hey, thing. hey, hey, here, here's your first problem with that question. The answer is no, because if you still have that shirt, that shirt cannot exist. That's actually it. It does exist. Actually, I have a shirt like that. Hey, then you should burn that shirt. Or you know what you should do? When I go to your house, Give that shirt to me. I will burn it. We will make a thing out of it. We'll make a ritual. We'll get some marshmallows. I don't know what we're going to do, but this we'll make it happen. Is, you know what's funny is that Goody says this, but he thinks that Goody has never really worked in that kind of environment. So he doesn't see how funny this conversation is, Derek, <laughs> because he just loses. Because everybody mind. at work wears them and they're so Why? tacky. Why? Why do you wear them? <laughs> no, because I the don't. Minute, the, minute I don't. Take off, the minute you take off your jacket, 
Your shirt's a weird hybrid thing going on. No, man. No, no. You're so bad. passionate about this, oh dude. I can't believe how passionate move you on. are. Let's move, move on. on. Let's move on. I can't believe how passionate you are and how much you hate French cuffs. It's hilarious. It's so funny. It is so funny to me. I thought French cuffs were just the ones that you had to have the little the um well more specifically what he's talking about is they're they're white french cuffs yeah yeah not all of them are white but for, yeah. for no, it to be a french cuff it... no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what color they are if your if your collar does not match the rest of your shirt what are you doing with your life <laughs> i don't know who that was. I, I i i i don't get it i've never gotten it i've never gotten it <laughs> you know what people can hit gram go to gramtown and hit and let me know and let us know what that means if it's a thing and i can tell you right now you will never ever I convince think, me of I it think the episode is going to be called goody hates french cuffs just don't don't bring up french cuffs around goody i can't wait to buy you no. one for christmas dude so then I can send you a video of me burning it. <laughs> actually, for that reason. Actually, you know what? It will never happen. I won't burn it because any gift I get from someone, I actually cherish. So it will never be burned. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll wear it. I will wear it one time. I'll wear it one time oh out God, of respect. That's, that's so worth the money, Derek. Out, out of I'm respect going to, to you, quite literally you. No, hire someone. So that I can get a professional, like whoever people specialize in fabric material. I want it to be tailors. Tailor. No, 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 no. I want it to be flame retardant. I want it to be the softest (laughs) fabric that's ever graced your skin. I want you to love this shirt. And then I want you to realize what color it is. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, 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 are we looking, are we looking at maybe a fuchsia? Oh, no, no, no. Just the two-tone white collar, white cuff on top of something else. <laughs> Derek, I think should, you're I think a cool should, man. You're a monster. <laughs> I, think I think it should be like some crazy-ass pattern. Like it should be like maybe like French cuffs but with plaid. This so fabric will keep you warm in the in the winter. It will keep you cool in the summer. Oh, it somehow makes your skin soft to the touch. And it's like it's like preoline. It's like yeah. preoline. Some preoline fabric. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe we just went on that kind of conversation for the last ten minutes. Holy fuck! Well, we're two hours in right now, and we still haven't even gotten into the movie. So let's go. <laughs> All right, let's no, go. No, so- I don't like those like shirts. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my next note. Wait, shit, you go go with plot, and then we'll find out. All right. So, it is, so as as we move along, it 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 is absolutely soul crushing that feeling of where you want you don't want to be in that doorway. And of course, to make matters worse, is when he reaches for the handle, he has that little shock of static electricity, which is just like it just it just kind of just like a pièce de résistance in that whole situation. It's where on top, dude. It's it reinforces like like you shouldn't be here. Like yeah, you this is the worst day on your life. Because the door fucking hates you. <laughs> yeah. Everything is fighting you. Everything is fighting your essence and your complete being of being in this room with other people. And not only that, dude, the funniest thing I thought is when he sat down, the first thing you hear is, what? thank you for calling. In deck? How are you? <laughs> that lady on the phone? And she's just a moment. <laughs> And it's like her voice never changes. No matter who calls her, thank you for calling Intech. Just a moment. Thank you for calling Intech. Just a moment. And it's like it's the exact intonation every single time that she picks up the phone. And then I don't know how how somebody like came up with that idea. 
But dude, no, no, it's like okay. If anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you've seen the movie, and as I always thought about that when I saw the movie for the first time, because I saw the movie for the first time not in the nineties. Honestly, I didn't see the movie for the first time until like probably like. Oh, I think it was maybe like 2003, 2004 when I was working at Enterprise. It was wow. a good four, All right. It was a good 4 years after I after the movie came out. I saw this movie before you did? You did. You did see the movie before. Holy shnikes. All right. <laughs> so, which is which is a definite first when you mark that down. Mark no, that I'm not down. going to. I'm going to forget it tomorrow. Okay, good, good. Uh, I'll forget it in the next 20 minutes. But either way, um so he so I saw this movie like a few years after it got made and when I was watching the movie like Every personality doesn't. I don't care who you are. This movie resonates with anybody who's worked in some type of either office environment or team based environment, because there is personalities in this movie that you see everywhere. We you all are. know them. We know these care, people. Even you, Goody, who's a teacher, there are people that you know from this movie that you know at work. I, I, you know what? Actually, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would actually have to say that when I watch this film, the opposite. Really, I, I, and I, I was thinking about that going into this tonight with you guys. That I know you guys have more. I've, I've never had any. Honestly, I've been a teacher. That's my. That's my career. Never had any experience with the, with the corporate world. No, no, no. I'm not talking about corporate world. I'm talking about okay. the, the people. I'm sorry. I've never had any real experience with the private sector too much. So, like, honestly, dude, like. These those personalities, and this is maybe this is just me speaking from my from my own personal experience. I didn't, I didn't have. I saw this. I'm like, I can see how this would be an issue in like for office people, but like I didn't see it or have. I have not experienced it very much. Like I didn't well, find the connection with my own job. I really haven't. Maybe maybe. I'm not talking, talking about a job, Goody. I'm not talking about a job. I'm talking about the people's personalities. And that's what I'm, and and that's the point I'm making. Really? No, really? not so much. Not really. See, see, Tomas, uh, you got to keep in mind, right? So maybe that's why this movie didn't take off as far as it did, because it maybe. only resonated with people who have had to work in a similar environment. Yeah. And there's yeah. lots of other industries, right? You've got entertainment and education and, you know, government jobs sometimes. And, and blue collar. And maybe they don't have all of that, you know? And, the, and, would- then, and then the people that it was geared towards are like, why am I going to watch a movie about my job or what I do? At work? <laughs> That's a possibility. I mean, I, I just, th- I just thought it was more of a kind of like, yes, it takes place in corporate America. I get that. But I just thought that because of the personalities that you see in those job in, in a job period, you know, it would resonate with people just based on there's always that one dude that you know at work who's a complete like the guy with the spiky blonde hair. There's always that one dude at work who's a complete and utter just you know nasty dude where he's like the just, creeper, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the creeper. Uh, yeah, or, uh, maybe it's just know, me from when I started, but like you don't, I don't see that as I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or you, you know, and I'm not saying you know. I'm, I'm just saying like he's a creeper in conversations. Like he's just the nastiest fucking guy around. You know, like, you know, Lumberg fucked her. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of conversations. Or you have that one manager who who wants to take advantage of you and make sure and has you do all the bitch work. You may not experience that, but I know I've experienced that. You know, I mean, uh, or you have that one dude that, that works with you that everybody takes advantage of. 
and you're just like, dude, you need to step up for yourself, for yourself. You know what I mean? And you, or or you have that one guy who you know you 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 have people in these in these jobs that you have some type of you know it resonates with you to a certain degree. I'm not saying everybody. I know, I know that a lot of these guys, these characters did. I mean, the whole yeah. Michael Bolton thing is there. Is that really your name? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Every day, somebody brings this crap. Is your, is your name really Derek Bidet? Is uh, it really Derek? Uh, Bidet? <laughs> is it really Bidet? Like the thing that people use in the bathroom? Yeah. Did, did, did you? Do you? Do you? Are you? Are you? Did like, you invent it? You get money from it. Did your family get money from it. When then we changed our name to Latrine. <laughs> it used to be Shit House. <laughs> My sister married John Crapper. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, I guess the the point to your well, the, to your point is, I did not see at least not so blatantly in my in my own experience, in my own life, that kind of thing. Now, I guess the question is like, it depends on the on the job. Because I wonder how many doctors watch doctor TV shows, like how many doctors watch watched ER or watch oh, Grey's Anatomy. None. You know, yeah. but at the same time, like I sometimes I watch. I'll, I've heard of these shows about teachers and I'm like, sometimes it can be funny and maybe they make sense. It depends. So what and if it's, is it, is it comedy that transcends them? Stand in the liver. He's always a big fan of Stan. Oh the my liver. God. No, but <laughs> is it, is it just comedy that stands out? Like if I think about like, maybe I don't know anyone in the medical field that wanted to watch ER. However, I know lots of them that wanted to watch scrubs. And that might be it. It might be it. Because rather than it, it, it taking the trade, the industry seriously and trying to make it realistic, they focus on the nonsensical, the ridiculous, the crazy crap that can actually happen without necessarily relying on the realistic side of things. When you, when you as a person in that field goes, they wouldn't really do that. They wouldn't really do that. But have you ever, have you ever seen AP Bio Goody? No. I've I've been wanting to watch that movie, that show. It's it's with Patton Oswalt. Yeah, I know, I know, and and I probably will. And and that's that's the point. Maybe that's what the point that Derek's making is that like, like you'll watch the comedy because the comedy focuses on the human interactions of the trade, mm. and that makes more sense. Whereas a Grey's Anatomy or an ER focuses on the not just the human interactions, the more dramatic side of things. Yeah. But like the actual job itself, and then if you do with that, then people are gonna, people in on the job can can see, oh, well, we wouldn't really do that, or you wouldn't really do that, or that word they use doesn't actually mean that; they're just using jargon to like like techno babble mm-hmm, because regular mm-hmm. people don't know it. I think you know? I think so. I think in the essence of so you also have to think of like what are they doing in the mo- in the show? Because if you think like you know what you're talking about with let's say let's say in case in point, ER and Grey's Anatomy. Okay, ER was created by somebody who was a doctor. You know, Michael Crichton is was an MD. He was an MD. He he studied medical medical. He was a medical doctor. He he went to medical school. He did all the stuff that you do in ER. And then you have Grey's Anatomy, which was created by Shonda Rhimes, who's not a doctor. And that show was more on the I guess the relationships. Yeah, drama, drama, romance. ER was very much. Sent, uh, uh, I guess you could say, centered and based on reality because of who was the executive producer and creator of the TV series. Because he wanted to be, he wanted to have the most authentic, 
medical show. And there was relationships in the show, but it was very few and far between. It wasn't like, you know, Grey's Anatomy where everybody's hooking up, you know, at some point or another. Where ER, you had some hookups, but that's not what it was. It was for you to see what life was like in an emergency room and what relationships you had at the job as a doctor with the patients as well as with your own coworkers kind of thing. So, right, right. So I know a lot of doctors. I mean, it wasn't I mean, as sexy as what you're saying. Yeah, it wasn't as sexy. Like I, I know for me and you, I know Dad liked ER. I think he liked Grey's Anatomy too, for a certain degree. But I think he got tired of that one. But I know he liked ER a lot for that aspect of it. So, but either All right. way, so where were we? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking. I'm yeah, thinking. He hasn't, he hasn't even gone to the door. No, I'm kidding. He's at he's at his desk now, and he's waiting. And he's got Lumberg showing up, talking to him about the cover sheet. Oh, yes, reports. This is the worst. Oh, my God. My note for this memo. <laughs> and I'm like, so many layers of middle management. Yes. You see no less than three reminders of a freaking cover sheet. Like, like, and then and they kind of mentioned like later on in the movie at some point, it was actually like a total of eight or nine people told him, but you only saw three. But the fact that you saw three separate reminders on a stupid cover sheet. When he already explains, oh, yeah, I'll take care of it. I'm doing it. And then they have to still continue the conversation have the last word of, if you could blah, 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 do this, do that. And he's like, he just told you it's done. It's taken care of. It's not a problem. And yet you still have to still t- get that last jab in. Of, like, did, make did, sure all you do of those, did all those managers, like, sit in a meeting and say, so-and-so didn't do a TPS report? It's bloat. Oh, we're going to write this down. We're going to go through it's, this. It's, it's, all it's, it's all bloat. It's all bloat. It's bloat. And, and you know what's funny is that that's not, that still happens today. Yes. It yes. still happens today. And we have email. We have email, and it happens today all the time. I, I mean, I just got into a conversation today with the manager over somebody who went up the chain on something that I had already done. You know, and I told the guy, I was like, "Dude, you need to talk to this guy because he's already like ran this shit up the flagpole, and I don't appreciate it." But I've already taken, I had already taken care of it before he ran up the flagpole. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. you have to like it, it happens. All the time, Goody. You don't you don't live in corporate America, but that type of situation that happened to him. Where I does he live? Where it. where else do people live in America? Is it, is it not corporate America? I don't know, but but that experience that he had in the first that I had watching the movie for the first ten minutes literally just happened to me today. And I watched. I finished watching the movie like last night or the night before. Yeah, and it happened to me this morning. It happened to me at ten o'clock this morning. The same thing that happened to him about his cover of TPS reports happened to me this morning. That's funny. It, it's so comical how, how it's. I guess this just hits uh, different for for folks that have experienced this stuff. You know. Oh my god! And so and like like that whole thing with the, you know we have Lumberg telling him about oh the TPS reports, and then you have that second manager come in, and then just like you said, when he's with the the two Bobs. In the uh, in the interviews, I I have eight managers on my ass all the time, <laughs> so I just don't have one person handling it. I have eight people coming to my desk, interrupting my day to remind me of a fucking cover sheet on a report. <laughs> well, and I love how like when he tells that to the efficiency experts, the guys that are basically going to fire everyone, two and Bob. they're like, and the two Bobs, and they're like, oh really? 
And then they talk to his manager and he's like, how much time do you spend a day on these cover on these TPS reports? <laughs> like, do you know what these TPS we reports are? We think that you're not challenging him enough. <laughs> yes. No, but we'll get to that. But yeah, so I mean it was just funny because like like now that we we talk about it now, but like when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, you know, I, that's I've experienced that, and then it happened to me fucking this morning. I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious, dude? How is art imitating life from twenty one years in the past? Yep, because it's, it's that timeless. It's that perfect of a film. Yeah, man. It does. It doesn't matter if it's the nineties or the two thousand twenties. You are going to be experiencing that because that happens in corporate America. All. Oh, the time all the time bloat Blo- a complete and utter bloat that's why we have layoffs for shit like that when it happens but then in five years in like two three years it'll happen again yeah because it comes back i mean because it comes back it's just the, the layoffs it- deal with economic cycles when the cycle gets good then all those kind of positions get rehired again and you have the problem again yeah and oh you know what's funny is that in the okay so as we move on we meet his friends we meet uh naina and johnny Samir Nanjani, <laughs> you know, and then we also meet we also meet the great and you know of course the great Michael Bolton, uh, no relation, and I love how he how was like why don't you just change your name or just say your name is Mike? He's like fuck that, I shouldn't have to change my name over that douchebag, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's over that ass clown. He calls him an ass clown, yeah. which I found out that ass clown is now in the Webster's dictionary. And what? They, Yes. Who cares, man? Just, <laughs> like just because you get in Webster's dictionary, who hates that? That word's fucking Webster. First is French cuffs, and then it's words in Webster's dictionary that no, 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 no. I don't hate. Here we go, guys. I don't hate <laughs> that something's in Webster's dictionary. What I hate is when people think because it's in Webster's dictionary. It legitimizes the word or the expression somehow. Goody, goody. And, Irregardless. And, Irregardless. Hey, hey. Irregardless. Oh, my God. So All I'm saying is, and I don't even have a problem. It's not even a problem with ass clown per se, but the fact that you said, wait a second, it's a Webster's Dictionary. And I'm like, who cares? Because they'll probably just say it's slang. Slang is not standard for the language. Oh, my God. You know what? He said, he I'm outraged. Said, Irregardless. <laughs> That's another. That's another one of those movies that Goody hates. Oh my god! So Goody, tell me, tell me, <laughs> where do we go to know if something is a word or not? That's the problem. In English, there is nothing for that. There is not an official. Uh, there's not an official body for English. That's the problem. But I mean, I feel like so many people use things like Webster. So and that's, why and that's, isn't and that that's acceptable? Fine. Because there, no, it's not that it's not acceptable. Because here, here's the thing: other languages. Like French or Spanish actually have a governing body that determines whether a word is accepted as part of that language. Wait, All right? They have a they have a someone has that job. Yeah, there's a oh, whole yeah. organizations for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the one for Spanish, Goody? The Royal Academy, the Real Academia. Yeah, Real Real Academia Español. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's an actual body where the they're actual jo- body and they've been go- around for centuries. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's bureaucracy at work. <laughs> well, that's why. Well, no. What I'm saying is that, like, they they are the ones that make they're the ones that determine a word gets officially accepted as this in the Spanish language or as you know as Castellano or whatever, right? And so some words can be used as colloquialisms, right? But they won't get officially recognized by the body, so they're not considered. They're, they're not taught as formal Spanish. But then eventually they can be accepted and they're taught as formal Spanish. Now we have. English, 
No, 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 no. Webster's an American thing. England has the Oxford Dictionary. That's what I'm saying. There's no body like that for the English language. There isn't. Wait. Which is allowed English. Why can't we use whatever England is using? Hold on. Because England doesn't have one either. Oxford Dictionary is the only kind of the closest thing we have to it, but it actually doesn't have that kind of power either. Like, like the it's, like like, Webster's. it's like Webster's. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, and that's that's the thing. That's why for and here's here's a big reason. That's why some argue that like you can go to the Spanish of Cervantes, right? Go back three, four hundred years, and the Spanish in some cases may sound a little archaic but it's still more or less the same language of Castellano, right? You'll, you'll get the same kind of words, but you go back three or 400 years in English. Castilian as, as, you know, it's just, for some people who don't understand, Castilian. Okay. But if you go back for English, you go back 300 years, 400 years, who do you have? You have Shakespeare. Shakespeare. And Shakespearean English, which is modern English, sounds very different than today's English, right? Elizabethan. Right? Yeah, but I mean, like, well, isn't that just the evolution of language? Do languages not evolve? Well, well, they do, but because there's no body that determines it for English, English evolves much faster or changes much faster than languages that, are, that have, like, a strict sort of rules behind them and a group. That's why you can get the Spanish of Cervantes, which can sound somewhat, a little bit archaic, but the Spanish of 400 years ago is not as drastically different Today, as the Span- as the English of 400 years ago compared to today, that's the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you think about it, if you think about it, not even 400 years ago, let's, let's let's talk 200 years ago. If you had um, English, like they had the English words in uh, English, the written language, you know, did, didn't the S look like an F? Well, that's when more. It's like, like the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you know. If somebody didn't notice that, they'd be like, "Why is there an F there?" You know what I mean? Like, what, how is that an S? You know how what I'm saying? How do we get on these tangents? How does this? Happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The point is, just because the Webster's does not make it, it, it could be slang. It's like it's slang. It's slang. Goody, All right. goody, 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 goody. Moving on. I think fax machines goody. are quaint. Goody. <laughs> Irregardless, we have to keep moving forward. <laughs> also. Also, in the next scene, I'm just gonna move forward. In the next scene, they're talking about million dollars, million dollars. What would you do? And they have yeah. like the whole discussion. I sit on a beach, whatever. And my thought was, man, a million dollars today does not go nearly as far. <laughs> like, if you tell me what if you a million dollars, I'm not gonna be thinking I'm never working again. I'm not thinking. No. That. I'm thinking, oh, that pays off my student loans. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that'll make some things easier. But I'm still going to be thinking about a job for the next few years. Like, yep. my house. it's going to pay off my house, but I still got to pay property taxes. Like, you know, a million dollars is going to, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say no to a million dollars. Give me a million dollars. I'll be happy to take it. And well, that actually, will solve yeah. quite a few financial problems. After but taxes 50. Okay. I'm just assuming when they say a million dollars, I'm getting the full million. Uh, okay. But it's not the lottery or something, dude. Um, come on, man. Stay with me here. <laughs> the point is, that a million dollars not nearly go as far today. Yeah, for real, for real. Oh my god, dude! No, no, it was no. But the, and then, like, I love how they were like when they were talking to each other, the guys that you had that girl come up and she's like, "Okay, Michael Bolton." She's like, "Oh my god, are you you know related?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm not. I'm good." He's like, "Oh, I love his music." He's like, "Oh, great, yeah, awesome." And then she she can't say the other guy's name. He's probably working there for years. 
She's probably dropped off stuff a number of times for him, and she can't say his name. She can't say his name, which is absolutely hilarious. He's like, "What is so? What is the hardest thing about it?" You know what I mean? Like he just he goes off on tangents, and of course, then we find out their nemesis is not just Lumberg; it's the fucking fax machine. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, you know, and this is like ninety nine, and this that's like the that's like the pinnacle of like technology at that point you know is the fax machine there and it's just like they just they can't get it to work and the, the best thing the the best line that whole movie in regards to the fax machine is when he's trying to get through it and then and then he says um what does he say he's like he's like oh yeah he's like pc load letter what the fuck does that mean like you know like yeah like, <laughs> it's like he's like paper jam paper jam what paper is jamming it's just like it's fantastic. I mean, it's this movie is like everything that I experience on a daily basis in the office. It's just, it's amazing. It I was, it was funny to me because I mean, I mentioned this before, but you know, when I picked this movie, I was thinking, you know what, this is a great O movie, and it's it's comical. I've enjoyed it. I know this this is a straight shooter. It's a good one. I did not realize how. Far, I was going to hit this home, and it was exactly what I go through every day. That I was just like, it really rang very true to me more this time than any other time I've watched this movie, dude. Dude, I was like listening. I was doing the. I was watching the movie, and I was listening to like you know how like you can hardly hear what Milton says half the time. Mm-hmm. Half the time is what he says. So I'm like, what does he say in this scene? Is the one scene where he's on the phone talking to somebody, right? You know, and you end up figuring out it's Milton. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's Peter. Yeah. But he, he's on the phone, and he's like, and I said, I don't care if, the, and I'm, and I'm, I figured it out. I, I, I listened to it clearly. I said, he says, and I said, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told, I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then, then I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And I told Don too because they moved my desk four times already this year. <laughs> and I used to be over by the window, and I could see the squirrels, and they were merry. Mm-hmm. He's just talking. Then, he just keeps talking. But then, from, but then, of course, he's talking about the squirrels. But then he says, "But then they switched from the swing line to the Boston stapler." But I kept my swing line stapler because it didn't bind up as much, and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler. It's not okay because they take my stapler, then I'll set the building on fire. <laughs> and it's like two scenes later that they come yeah. and take his stapler and ask him to move his desk. Yes, yes, dude. Oh my god, that god, this movie. I've been, I, I remember like, I know that like one time I moved my desk probably like three times in one year at at and mm-hmm. I mean, I know this for a fact. I moved like three times one time as an account manager. With a lot of trouble? With a lot of trouble? It was kind of a bitch. It's kind of a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? It's, like, more, I, it's, it's just kind of a thing because you get settled in and then like you're very mindless as you like leave your desk and you come back to your desk. You go to the bathroom, you go to lunch or you're coming in at the beginning of the day. You don't even think about it. You just walk to where your desk is, and it's the exact same path every day. And then all of a sudden, they tell you you got to move over here because we're switching up the teams, and you're just like, "Fuck, man! Now I got to move all this shit." <laughs> just like it's not like as if you know. I, I purposefully don't have a lot of stuff for whatever reason, just in case shit happens and I lose my job or I get laid off or something. Then I'm like, okay, I can just pack all my personal stuff in a in a, a small box and I'm out the door. You know what I mean? Like that. Like I purposely do that, but when it but when you're moving your work stuff, 
you have a lot more work stuff than personal stuff. So it's just kind of like, fuck. And it takes like two or three trips <laughs> to bring everything from your previous desk to your new desk. And it's just a pain in the ass. Then you got to set up your your cables and set up your connections and make sure you're all set and you're all comfortable because you're going to be sitting there. And then all of a sudden, three months later, hey, we're moving you to a new team. Well, okay. And, and by the end of the week, you're going you're gonna to move your desk around because you still haven't figured out that new desk the way that you want it. Right, you're gonna exactly. you're gonna set up one way exactly. and then change it. And anyway, exactly. anyway, yeah. it's, it's it's dude, it's corporate America, goody corporate America, man. This is how it works out. Staff meetings. So, <laughs> goody's like, I don't understand this life at all. Uh, I mean, well, no, I I could because they um, I mean, as a as a as an educator, like you you are never guaranteed the room you're in. Now you could be in the cl- same classroom that you're in for your building for years but that's the problem you could be in there for years like you guys may switch your desk in a month or or, but yeah but like imagine you have the same room same space for five years a decade right that can happen yeah 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 yeah. and then they suddenly tell you all right you're in this brand new classroom so all your stuff and and educators have a lot of stuff a lot of junk yeah they really do you do or they could potentially And then now they have to move all that stuff to another room that could be on a different floor and a separate part of the whole school building. And yeah, I, I, that, that they also feel that pain too if that happens because it's like it, it could be an entire decade's worth of things that now have to move out because they've been in that same classroom or, or whatever for all those years. But one thing I kind of felt, which I did kind of understand, but it was still, I think, to a higher degree than what I feel – is a staff meeting because you see all of everyone's faces and maybe it's exaggerated for the movie. They're all just so downtrodden. I, I have here staff meeting just looks like they're all beaten down. They're all defeated. Like they're they're It's, it's again, it's soul crushing. It <laughs> is. Know. It is. Yes. It is. That's like the def- definition of the first half of this movie is it's skull crushing. Yes, man. It, it you you feel and then you know as as you know somebody who's in corporate America, you definitely understand how Peter is feeling in this movie. You know, I mean, I'm not well, saying the that the music isn't the music definitely helps. Right, it does help. It does help. It does help. I mean, it, you know, I, I, and then of course, then we see Peter. You know, he's like he he's like I gotta get out of here. When he talks to Samir and Michael Bolton, he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here, guys. You guys want to get coffee? And they go to some Friday's knockoff, which then we see. Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes, exactly. And it's, and it's, it has, and we see, of course, we have our first appearance of Jennifer Aniston in her friend's haircut because she had the long friend's hair at that point still. And so she is working as a waitress and he's like, and they're like, oh, you should go ask her out. And I, apparently they've been going there a lot. You know what I mean? They know a lot, and then of course we—you always have that one waiter that you see at those restaurants that really loves his job, and you hate your job, and you hate that he loves his job. I hate that guy. You hate him even more. You're like, what the fuck, dude? How do you love your job, and I hate my job, and I make more than you, but you hate your—you love your job. I hate you for that. Well, I I look at here's one thing I thought about when I saw that was that. And, I'm, and this is actually interesting for the uh, the Twitterverse, the Twitterverse, the podcastiverse out there, and Twitterverse, and the Gra- and Gramtown. Someone can help me. Gramtown. Um, <laughs> that's 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 IG. I don't know if anyone knows that. <laughs> oh my God. Gramtown. But oh, no, my, my question God. is this: so obviously, 
that, that's not mine. That's for these guys, other guys that do this show, whatever. Anyway, I love it. Anyway, the question is this. Um, so obviously that restaurant that they're using is Tchotchkes is, is, is like a, like you said, it's a version of Fridays from that time, right? Fridays is a, does not look like that today anymore, right? That, so yeah. Cause like they're, I think Tchotchkes, their color is like green and white stripes. Friday was red and white stripes. But it was the same idea, the, the, the suspenders and all the, the, the BS and the flair as they used right in the movie. Yes. And I wonder, did this movie contribute to, Friday's corporate the downfall. <laughs> no, 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 not, not downfall. The overhaul, the visual yeah. and style overhaul of Fridays, because Fridays has changed their look. And I yeah. wonder, did this movie contribute to corporate saying we got to change our look because they just made fun of us hardcore in this movie? No, no, yeah. and, and I totally agree with you because I remember, like, when this movie came out back then, like in the nineties, Fridays was that it looked like that, where you had all this, like, all these, like quote-unquote tchotchkes all over the walls it was just like it was like and like really old-timey stuff like we're talking early 20th century stuff you could see on the walls like if an antique store i just thought it was bennigan's dude no no i was it was like an antique store literally threw up all over the walls and it was all their pieces of shit just everywhere and then you had of course the people who worked there had the striped shirts with the suspenders and all the suspenders they had all those fucking pins. I mean, this play. It, it, I mean, Chachkis was literally a Friday's knockoff. It looked like Friday. Yeah, they're making fun of Fridays, and so that makes me wonder. Like, did I mean? And, and maybe it, it, they they changed the look years later because I feel like it was a while after nineteen ninety nine where they finally changed the look. But I wonder if this movie contributed to that. I, I wonder. I wonder. That's a question out there for the podcastiverse and for <laughs> for Gramtown. Any uh, any. <laughs> For, for oh all of our listeners, if there's any Fridays corporate execs that are out hey. there that listen to our show, if they could just kind of like let us know, give us a heads up on that, that'd be great. Yeah, for real, for, give us a heads up. So and, and 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 then once we see, and then of course we see the director, we see Mike Judge, yes, the manager with his glorious mullet, his glorious curly mullet. You know, and the minute I knew it was Mike Judge, I always knew it was Mike Judge because the guy's voice, I was like, holy shit, it's Hank Hill. Or it's Buse and Butthead's neighbor. You know what I mean? Wait, <laughs> yeah, like, wait like the boss was Mike Judge? The restaurant yeah. manager with the mustache and the glasses and the with big who mug. wanted the more flair? Oh yeah, my that, was that, that, that was, was Mike Judge. Judge. And not only that, Mike Judge in the movie, just to give you an idea, like he wasn't, he didn't even credit himself in the movie. In the movie, if you look at the credits, Stan, like Stan the manager, the the actor's name in 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 the credits was William King. Wait, what? Well, I don't know. I don't know who that is. It's Bill King, as in King of the Hill. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> So I thought that was hilarious. I was like, bro, Mike Judge, you are a fucking genius, bro. Fucking genius, man. I mean, he's just everything about him. I mean, but yeah, he is Stan, the manager, you know, and it's just everything about him just screams. He's just that the, the stupid ass restaurant manager who takes his job way too fucking seriously, just like Lumberg, you know, it's the boss who you like, you're like, dude, this. I mean, it's a great job, but don't take your job so seriously, bro. Come on. You're a fucking, <laughs> you're a fucking restaurant manager, dude. I mean, you could be – they could literally get rid of you in a day. 
I mean, and find someone else to take your job. I mean, really. You know, they like you are just doing the bare minimum, you know, just like really yeah. bro. And really? for some people, we encourage <laughs> that they express themselves. What, what was the guy's name? The other dude, the asshole who like like he loves his job was his Donnie? Was his name Donnie? Oh I don't remember his name. Um oh, what was his Todd name? Duffy. Uh was it Duffy? They called him Duffy? What well, no, no, the the No, he literally just called Chotsky's waiter. Yeah, his, he's credited as Chachki's waiter, but his name is Todd Duffy. Yeah, the actor's uh, real name. Yeah, the actor's real name. Oh God, yeah, that guy. That guy just he is the. Oh, he's like like some. It's like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. You know? <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh my God, that dude. Everything about that guy just screams. I want to fucking punch him in the balls. Like, <laughs> holy crap! Like, I want to punch hit that guy so hard in the balls that he literally spits out his testicles. That's that's what I want to do. With that character. <laughs> bueno. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, as we move on, I mean, we see Peter, you know, he's done with the job and he gets into his car or he, he goes home, right? After all this mind, mind-numbing, soul-crushing experience that he's having. And, oh, before he gets back to his job, they meet up with um the, the, the old man, uh, Tom Smikowski, and he lets them know about the – the uh, the uh, impending layoffs. The or the efficiency experts, the consultants showing up to work, and and he's letting them know that we're going to do layoffs, and they're all like, "No, that's not going to happen." Blah blah blah. But he's like, "You know, it's going to happen," and it totally screams of layoffs. The whole situation screams of layoffs. When you bring in a consultant for anything, it screams of layoffs. I mean, my mom's told me things about that, like do with the University of Miami and stuff like that. It's it happens. You know, whenever they bring in a consultant. It's somebody cheaper that they can bring in to figure out what they do to get rid of people. It's just how it works out. So, so they're all worried about yeah, losing their job, basically. Yeah, they're all worried, and and we find out. Oh, oh, we totally skipped over one part when they were having lunch or having the coffee. He's talking about his girlfriend, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about his girlfriend, Anne, and he's like, "Oh, you should totally ask her out." Like, "Oh no, I'm with Anne," you know. And he's like, "You know, I have a." You ever get that feeling that I, I, I you ever get that feeling that maybe Anne is gonna be cheat it cheats on me? And they're yeah, all like they're all, hey, Yeah, I get that feeling. Yeah, I get that feeling all the time. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like he's like, What? You don't get that feeling? He's like, No, I don't get that feeling. It's like it's just a you know, turn you know, like they don't realize it. And then of course, later on, when he's driving home, which by the way, did you notice the name of his apartment complex? Mm-mm. Goody, did you notice the name of his apartment complex, Goody? Nope. His apartment complex's name is Morning Wood. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I'm just going to leave that there. That's it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and he goes in, and he's like, I guess he just came home from the gym. Like, he worked out. And he walks into the apartment. And he's just, you know, his life just sucks. And, of course, we find out that he, he has paper-thin walls, and he has a neighbor named Lawrence, which is played by the great Diedrich Bader. And he's just talking about, you know, his life and what he's doing. And then he asked Dietrich Bader, what do you would you do for with a million dollars? And what do they what does he say, Derek? Nothing. Oh yeah. No, no, no. But what no no. That's what Peter says. What does Lawrence oh, say? 
Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With his glorious mullet and Fu Manchu mustache, which is looks so fake. Like, it's the fakest looking mustache in the movie I've ever seen. I'm wondering if it's on purpose. I hope so. <laughs> it, it's I would so assume boring. so. It is, Goody, what do your notes say? Uh, I didn't, I just, I, my notes don't, don't actually address the mullet and or fake mustache. Because uh, I went with it. My notes have to do with answering machines, and that was quaint also. <laughs> and how his job depended on Y2K. Yes! <laughs> which yep. inst- instantly dates this film, obviously. 100%. Yeah, well, 100%. But that's it's a detail. It does not date the interactions and the social development of it. I mean, you still have those problems today in corporate America, as you've made very clear. But yeah, the fact that his job depends on on a completely – on something that never really was a problem, the, as it turned out. Yeah, and so it, it was just, and, and, and of course he tells me like, "Oh, do do two chicks at the same time?" And he's like, "Wouldn't you?" He's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I would." But I mean, aside uh, from two chicks at the same time, <laughs> and then like, and he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, but you know, you know, like for a million dollars, they wouldn't do me on a regular, like you know, if it yeah, he basically admitted like doing two chicks with him, like him doing two chicks, those two chicks would be after him only because of the million dollars. Otherwise, I, they wouldn't bother with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was just funny. And then, like, of course, he has to go meet up, like you said, Derek, earlier. He has to go to the hypnotherapist. And at the hypnotherapist, oh no, when he's talking to Lawrence, he says, Jimmy, you know, I just get this feeling that she's cheating on me. And he's like, oh yeah, so do I all the time. You know what I mean? Like, like everyone else thinks she's, his, his girlfriend is cheating on him. And then we find out with the hypnotherapist, you know, when he gets hypnotized and the guy dies, which is funny because when the guy dies, he's just sitting there like, wow, this feels great because he didn't get, he didn't say like, you know, to the count of three. He didn't snap his fingers or whatever. He just died before he was able to clear out the hypnotism aspect of it. So he's feeling like amazing. Like he's so refreshed. And then he goes to sleep. Sorry. He goes to sleep and he, uh, and he does, you know, all the stuff that he's doing. He's not going to work. And, oh, we didn't say that, you know, Lumberg wants him to come in on Saturday. Mm, yeah. Just no shows, which is totally ballsy. Yes, exactly. He just completely no shows on the whole aspect of it, and as he's no showing on the on the on the on the TPS reports <laughs> that he has to redo, he uh, he realizes that you know he he goes to his answering machine, which Goody as Goody calls is quaint, and there's literally seventeen messages, sixteen of which are Lumberg asking him why he hasn't showed up for work. Hey, today. Just letting you know we're starting at the normal time. <laughs> Wondering where you are. You know, I mean, and then, of course, then we get the message that, you know, he missed a date with his girlfriend. His girlfriend's like, I'm breaking up with you. And guess what? I've been cheating on you. So- well, he, he answers a phone call from her and she says, why weren't you at work or whatever? And he's like, she says, she starts, and he's like, obviously he's in his new mental state, doesn't care. And yeah. He just hangs up on her. And then she calls and goes to his answering machine. And she says, how dare you hang up on me? Blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, I'm cheating on you. Like she confirmed what everyone was thought was happening. It's funny. Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, it was just, I mean, there was so many things that were just, just with that whole scene was just fantastic. And then of course, you know, like he doesn't show up to work and everyone's asking about him. They're wondering what happened to him. And then he shows up to work in like a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, and and that's one thing. If you notice it after that point, when like they use like hula music and Hawaiian music for his mental state, like when he goes to work, it's oh, you see, you hear a lot more of that kind of music in the background when he's at work. Mm-hmm. Like for him, yeah. like they they yeah. clearly made that a point 
um, which I thought was great. Or, or when he talks to his, um, when he when he actually has his meeting, when the cons- the the bobs the bobs the consultants show up, and he just expresses his feelings, and he's you know obviously doesn't care, so he's just talking about he's being totally honest, and it's funny by him explaining everything the way by explaining his lack of care and motivation, he exposes the corporate bloat that they're trying to get rid of, like the middle management corporate bloat. But yes. also gets him a promotion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, which 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 is funny because that happens in work too. That happens in. Oh work. my god! It does. It's the worst. It's the worst. Where you just you find out somebody who really doesn't want the job, but all of a sudden they get promoted. You're like, what the fuck? Seriously, dude? Why? Why you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the person that like you would say like is the worst qualified person for the job. You know, in all honesty, you may not be qualified for the job, but that person is the worst qualified person for the job, and they get promoted. You're like, why the fuck does that happen? I thought this was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, dude. Oh my god, it's the most frustrating thing ever. All right, all right. so back to the movie. Back to the movie. So he finally gets the nerve to ask out Jennifer Aniston's character and he goes through the motions and then you see them going through like a little bit of an- another montage. This movie's full of montages, which is funny. Yeah. There's, a, there's quite a few montages in the movie, but this movie, so he's going out with her and they, and when they have it, when he first asks her out, he asks her out to go to another restaurant called Flingers, mm-hmm. which is like a Chili's knockoff. You know what I mean? Like it's like, even though they mentioned Chili's Flingers is like a Chili's knockoff. Yeah, you know? yeah, and they don't even seem to like his only thing is I want to go somewhere close by, but that you're not going to have trouble getting to. Exactly, and so so he doesn't want to work for it either, and he's just like, I'll be there if you want to meet me there. If not, that's cool too. Like he doesn't give a shit at this. Well, point. and that's what that's what's what, what's interesting is that like that's why it works because he's like saying I'll be there. You want to show up? Show up. No pressure. No pressure. And then like that's what makes it enticing i guess to her character is that like she's not being pressured by some dude who's like oh it's go get a drink or whatever she's he's like i'll be there you show up you show up and if you don't all right who cares it's all good and so and so he's so he's there and they he asked her out he's like you want to go over my house and watch kung fu and then then she's she's like yes (laughs) and suddenly droplets happen yeah yeah like she apparently is a big fan of kung fu Apparently she loves she loves her Kwai Chang King. And we don't mean Kung Fu Legend Continues, which I think was not actually a bad sequel series to the original series, no, but we're talking all. the classic Kung Fu, which took place in the 19th century, I think. The original one, right? The uh, Old West or whatever? Yes. Yes. Right? More or less, I think. It's yeah. Precursor. Yeah, it's supposed to be Kwai Chang King's grandfather, I believe. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. See him. So See him. So, oh my god! So, anyways, but yeah. So, like, and 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 her face. The minute he says kung fu, she's like, "Oh my god, this person knows me." Like, like, I was like, like, who the fuck is this girl? Like, how is she? Like, how does she? She loves like, her kung fu. She loves seeing guys brand with a dragon and tiger on their forearms. I don't know. Yes. And love to be. She wants to be called grasshopper during coitus. Oh my gosh! Moving oh my on. God. Moving oh. on. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Thomas. Why is it that the most kind of like sterile sounding term for the act is what gets us crazy? Like, whoa. 
Like I could say eggplant, do it. It's not so bad. But you drop quails, and everyone's like, oh, quails. I think it's funny. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Oh god, this is gonna be the longest episode ever. Gorgeous. Anyways, gorgeous. Oh, so, gorgeous. Right. Do it. So we. So as he's he's going on these dates with her, and you know you see this little montage of the dates, and one of the dates is them fishing, and then of course he goes to work after the date, and he literally cleans his fish on top of TPS reports and throws the bones <laughs> and the other stuff just on top of another stack of TPS where it just leaves it there, like, and then you know he has the whole scene where he's like unscrewing with a with a drill screwdriver bit you know his 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 cubicle wall it just drops and he doesn't give a shit and then he plays so he can like look out the window and like, yeah, it's yeah. a window view and then well, actually come to this do you guys know does tps stand for something it does actually stand for something i'll look for it right now i read well, about it well because i wonder if he was making a, a, a kind of also reference to beef and butter when when they would say tp and like i don't know tp for my bunk hole and obviously it's toilet paper but like, I wonder if he's doing that kind of thing there. According according to what I read in, of course, this is it's, IMDb. It says it says test procedure specification. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it means. That's all, right. all it means. All right, apparently. whatever. It's just not as fun as TP. I'm or maybe he's you. like he like this is perfect, and people will get the reference to also Beavis and Butter from prior because he's using it to wrap up dead fish, which is like trash and garbage and cleaning <laughs> stuff. So it's like a whole way of like it's a confluence of all these things coming together. He legit cut like guts that fish right on his counter. <laughs> like it's not, and it's not even like as if he takes time. It's literally two movements. He yeah. slices through, grabs a mouth, rips it off, and throws it into the TPS pile. Like it's just right there. I'm just guessing in the corporate world they'd not be okay with that. I'm assuming, right? That's uh, how it works. Yeah, that, that's yeah, not uh, okay. Okay, but, I mean, like, to I, get I, a, I, a creature, an animal in your in your on your in your cubicle, that's I'll, not okay. All the stuff you're okay. doing. All the stuff he's doing, he would not last a week in corporate I mean, like, He would have he been fired for one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it, it, of course, you know, he has, when he shows up finally to work per se, he has to have, he has the meeting with the two Bobs and they have the whole discussion. And he, and I mean, his whole conversation, I mean, I have the list, I have the actual, literally the quote from here where he sits down with the Bobs and he's like, the thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just I don't care. <laughs> and they're like, what? Don't care? He's like, it's a problem of motivation, all right? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, they take it as, oh, he needs to be motivated. So let's give him or offer him all these things to make him work. And then, like, oh, obviously everyone else is not motivated. So we should be giving them more things while firing yeah. other people. Yeah. All because <laughs> it's just funny. I, I, I mean, you I see, love it. It all makes perfect sense here. It makes perfect sense. And then what about the scene when, when like in that one scene, I don't know if it's before or after this whole thing where he walks in and he starts taking down that tarp. <laughs> yeah. He just takes down the banner just because he doesn't want it up there. He thinks it's stupid. <laughs> and he just throws it in the trash. He's like, Hey, he's like, he's so happy that he did it. You know, it's just like, so, like, so they decide when, that because Samir and Michael Bolton are getting laid off. They decide that they're going to try to defraud the company of quite a bit of money. Yes, yeah, and it just and then they, and and not just you know they, they decide that you know the virus they're going to implant is going to take percentage points of every dollar that gets transacted. 
Just yeah, fractions it's, of it's, a it's, cent. Yeah, it's like it's a virus. They're going to put in the system fractions of a cent. It'll and take like it'll a- deposit that little fraction of a cent to a, a bank account. And then in the next few years, like after a few years, they're going to have extra money on their hands. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. two days later, they realize that it's that the virus is actually taking out more money and it's taking out like 300 grand in the span of like 24 hours. And so like they're freaking out because now they're they've created literally grand theft. <laughs> like I mean it's just it's larceny. They've done a white collar crime. And so, you know, and I love that they have this whole thing of like, oh, you know, we can have conjugal visits. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? You're That's in a white collar prison. <laughs> and then, of course, they go to the party for uh, Smikowski because well, that's a whole other thing where Smikowski got laid off and then he's trying to kill himself. His wife walks in on him and he decides, oh, it's because the car was, you know, the garage door wasn't opening. So thank you, honey. And he walks and he drives out and he literally. He realizes he wants to live. Like, yes. when he sees his wife's face, he actually wants to live and he's, he's, he decides he's not going to commit suicide. But then, and then as he's driving, he gets hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, he's pulling out of his driveway, gets hit by a drunk driver, wins a lawsuit that's like seven figure lawsuit or something. Yes. And then we of course we meet we meet our our, our, our good friend um we meet our good friend Drew. Oh face blonde hair and his and his of course his O face. I'm gonna show him my O face and be like, Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and there's there's always that one guy at work who's like that, where he's just the dirtiest fucking individual you ever met in your life. Yep, and I know <laughs> who I'm thinking about, but I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, dude. Um, moving on. All right, next plot point. <laughs> but but and then he talks about they're going to the party, and there's a party for Tom, and you know, and Tom, and they all show up at Tom's party. And when they show up at Tom's party, Tom is literally in a full body cast. Oh yeah, he got t boned by that truck. Like it was not. <laughs> Yeah, it was a. Rough, it wasn't a, a stroll in the park. Right it was there. a rough accident he got into. And then, of course, he's there and he's introducing everybody to his lawyer. It's just like, it's like his new best friend is his lawyer, you know. And then, like, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just, it's just, oh my god, it's just, there's so much happening, and it was just, I just see it happening. I'm just like, holy fuck, this is out of control. This whole movie is just out of control. It just gets crazier and crazier. And then we find out that you know. Oh, what happens next? Oh my God! There's so much. We find out when he's when he's having the party, he's like freaking out because now, on top of the whole aspect of the money, he finds out that you know she fucked Lumberg, his girlfriend, supposedly with his nemesis. with his nemesis. Was that confirmed ever? It was, but not in the way that it, it's not the same Lumberg. Yeah, it, unfortunately, it, it turned out to be a guy who was in the office previously. That was his last name was Lumberg. No yes, relation. That's right. That's right. That's right. Bill Lumberg, who's the boss. It was another guy named like Steve or Pop Bob or or something like that. Some other young guy who left to another software company there. And oh, speaking of software company, did you guys notice the the statue that was outside for Inatech? It was a it was like a it giant was cube a, thing. But what it was, it was a round. It was a round peg in a square hole. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes. I didn't even notice that. That's yes. perfect. <laughs> so that's what it was. It was a round peg that was trying to fit into a square hole. <laughs> so, yep. which I thought was 
quite comical when I realized I'm like, holy shit, what is, is that what I think it is? And whatever. And so like, and he's already feeling guilty because he kind of like, he went after Jennifer Aniston's character, you know, he went after jo- um, Joanne's character, Joanna's character, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of like was like, oh, you fucked Lumberg. I can't believe you fucked Lumberg. And she's not understanding. She thinks of it's the a Lumberg, different person. But he doesn't know that it's a completely different person, you know? And so oh, he's digging himself a hole with the girl that's actually been pretty nice. Exactly. And I mean, and oh, we, we forgot one plot point. I forgot to even say this. During the whole process of them figuring out this whole plan, this heist plan with him and Samir and Michael Bolton, they exact revenge on their PC load letter. Fax machine. Oh, yeah, they have a great scene where they destroy it. They just absolutely destroy it. And I love the scene where, where, you know, Michael Bolton jumps on it and starts punching the fax machine. It was such a good improv. I mean, that whole scene. And then the funny thing is, is that you never saw Peter hit it. Peter didn't hit it. It was only Samir and Michael that hit it. The whole scene. You know, and I and then oh, you know what I thought that was funny? I'm jumping all over the place today. You know what I thought was funny is that that song was in the movie. I didn't know that song was in the movie that that damn it feels good to be a gangster. Did you not really? I associate I that whole song, that whole movie with that uh song. I I've totally forgot that it was in that movie. Totally forgot. <laughs> Damn it, dude. With the ghetto boys. I was like, holy shit, dude. I totally forgot that I was in this movie. But anyways. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I mean, once they're once they get through everything and you know they enact the heist and they make it work, you know, and they realize that holy shit, this virus is not working out, they're freaking out at that point. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go to jail, and I like how they talk to the lawyer at Tom's party. He's like, "No, it's pretty rough in there. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. You know, you're probably gonna go to, you know, what, what do you say? The federal like, pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> I didn't sign up for going to federal pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> you know, and I mean, and and then when. He he's like, you know what? I gotta go, and you know, th- at that point they had already he had already pulled the money out into cashier's checks, and he's like, I gotta go, you know, pay the piper. He goes to Inatech and he slides the envelope underneath the door, and then he leaves the scene. And then he mm-hmm. runs back and tries to reach for it, like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, and he can't reach for the envelope; it's just out of reach. Then he realized, okay, fuck it, I'll just deal with it. Then the next morning, like the confession, like okay, here it is, and he actually he said he's going to take all the blame for himself, is what he's done. Yes, yeah, so he, yeah. The so evidence he's giving is like it was all me, so that Michael Bolton and Samir don't have to actually have any problems with what's going on. Exactly, and then of course, and then of course he's, and then the next morning we have Milton trying to speak with Lumber because they cut off his paycheck. And he's not kind of, getting paid. Yeah, that's another thing. He's like, I haven't received my paycheck the last two weeks. Well, and that's because, as he explained, he actually was laid off five years prior to the film's event. <laughs> but payroll kept, because of a glitch in payroll, they just kept on paying him. So he just kept on showing up, even though he technically had been fired. Exactly. So they fixed the glitch. So, And then, of course, I love how the two bobs are like, well, you know. It's because we don't like confrontation. <laughs> just like, yeah, they don't. They don't tell them. He just. They just like it'll. It'll work itself out. But like, a normal person would be like, "I'm not getting paid. I'm out of here." Milton just 
keeps going to work. <laughs> and they keep moving him down. Like first they moved his desk and then they packed more boxes into his desk. Then they told him he needs to move up against the wall so that they can make room for more people. And then they tell him, oh, you need to move down to basement B. <laughs> Dude, that, that pissed me off so much. Like I'm just sitting here thinking like, we've got new people coming in. So you like our pre-existing employee, you've got to like find somewhere oh, else to be. And yeah. then <laughs> whenever uh, Lumberg is like, we lost some people this week, so we need to kind of play catch up over the weekend. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like a you problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude. Like it was just, it was just all those things were just like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is what's happening right now. And then, um, and then of course he, he's trying to talk to Lumberg and he, he tells her, oh, okay, I'll go. She's like, you have to come back later. And he's like, oh, oh, and he walks away. And then when she walks away, Lumberg's secretary or assistant, he walks up and walks to the door. And then we realize that the door that he slid the num- the, the, the envelope under was actually unlocked. So he could have opened the door at any time. Just got it. it. And just grabbed it. And then he just walks in. And then Peter is actually going to work. And as he's going to work, he realizes that Inatech is literally in flames <laughs> just mm-hmm. like he's going there to pay the piper face the music you know and he talks to lawrence and lawrence is like you go do you man you know what i mean like and he just goes there <laughs> don't want you and, fucking up my life <laughs> yeah, he's like lawrence you want to come over he's like no nah, i don't want you fucking up my life you know just like because he can hear everything but he's like he's, he's like he's like i'm proud of you that kind of thing and he goes over there and he realizes that it's all in flames and then he sees milton and milton's looking over people's shoulders and he's trying to just understand what you know you know he's looking like he got milton. away with it dude he took the money around <laughs> yeah, he's, with it. he's just you know he's Milton is just there like you know kind of skittering around and nobody sees him he's that one dude that like nobody pays attention to at work. right right absolutely not well and, and Milton you, the bit as the, the viewer watches it the, the dramatic irony is that Milton's threatened with burning down the building in the past and then earlier in the film and that's what he does he's burned it down took the money no, all of the evidence has been destroyed, and there you go. It's scot free. It was okay. I love this movie, but <laughs> I want to know how do you feel about it? I mean, so for me, because of the aspect that there's so much in this movie that resonates with me because of work in corporate in corporate America. Because these are all, like I said, these are all personalities that I see, that I've seen multiple times at the office. And even some of Would them... Would you call them archetypes, if you will? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, to a certain degree, I would. Because there are people that you see all the time. Like, I've seen the guy who all he talks about is literally sex. And I've seen the guy who talks about how... You know, I've seen the person who is like nobody notices. Yeah. I've seen that guy. I've seen the guy who is the older, you know, employee who was afraid of being laid off because this is all they have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen the multiple managers coming at your desk for bullshit. 
I've experienced it. I've seen, you know what I mean? Like all these things that you see in the movie, I've, I've never been in front of consultants, but I've talked to people who have dealt with consultants in the past like this, you know, their jobs weren't at in danger, but they were brought in specifically for that part of the business. So, so, so Goody, what, what was your take on this? Well, I mean, I love the movie because it was, it was really smart. And, and there, there are a couple of things that actually do resonate with me, even in my, my field. Um, the, the, the one that I have actually had used in conversation with friends at work that have seen this movie was when the, the consultants are talking to, um, Samowski, what's his name? It's like some, the, the dude that, that Mikowski, 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 and they ask him the question. So what would you say you do here? All right. (laughs) And, And that's the thing that's like, I've had that moment where I've seen certain people at my job and I'm like, they're the, they, they are so protective of the tiny kingdom that they have even though their job can be easily taken care of by a machine that already exists or technology, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they're so protective mm-hmm. of the, they, like, like they are a wall. They are an obstacle in efficiency. And I'm like, I, I would be one of those where I ask, I, I would want to ask them, so what would you say you do here? <laughs> or like their job is already being done by other people. And they're, it's like him. They're already being done by other people, but they still exist to, I don't know, run something to another for no reason, frankly. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people. So that that that's something that actually I've actually have experienced to a certain extent. But even though like a lot of those I haven't necessarily experienced because it's not corporate. I mean, I'm not corporate America. It's still one of those things where like even so, it's a really smart comedy. It is. I think it is, and that's maybe why it didn't do as well because it's very smart and very kind of niche comedy, which is why it's a cult hit. But it wasn't, uh, you know, a financial hit for them mm-hmm. or a fiscal hit, whatever for the company. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's funny, and 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 even so, like even though I'm not corporate, there's still little parts of it that I get, you know, or I could I could still imagine being frustrated at because it still is frustrating no matter what trade you're in if you have to deal with three bosses telling you the same thing because and there's no need for those three bosses to be telling you the same thing. Yeah, you've already figured it out. And you, you've, you've already heard figured it out. It's already times. resolved. It's done. And yet some guy three hours later wants to tell you that you made a mistake. Yeah. And it's like, I got that. I know. And I've already fixed it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I fixed it before the first of you 12 people came to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so then where do our ratings fall? Uh, goody. Goody. No, 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 no. Go what ahead. about you, Derek? Dr. Derek, Derek. First, let's talk to you. What do you think? Talk to me. It, it it's terrifying how much I relate to this movie. Um, I mean, considering that it's twenty one years old, it still resonates. You know, which is oh hilarious. god, yes, yes. Um, it it worries me almost how much I relate to this movie and how much some of these things I wish that I could do. I've I've hated a printer. I have wanted to quite literally demolish some Xerox piece of garbage and all of it just hits so home with me. And I haven't been in my office. We've been working from home for so long, but man. Yeah. 
I loved this movie. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I totally get it, dude. No, for real. And it's just it's just one of those things, man, where it's I, I just I just I don't understand just like you said, we don't I don't understand how it resonates, but it does a hundred percent. You know, working in corporate America, dealing with that kind of business and the way people are there, it's just how it ends up. But. Well, and it's funny because, like, it, it kind of begs another conversation of, like, it's 20-some-odd years later and the technology advanced. I mean, you see the difference in technology of today and back then, right? When he, like, puts the floppy disk, the three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk, and or he's trying to shut down his computer to leave early that day to try to escape his boss, which I think is his fault. He should have tried to shut it down sooner. Like it's all, you know, it's all downloading, collating, all these different things. It seems like it's very slow. Sure yeah, but the problems are still the same. But I man, it's funny. It's like the technology has quote unquote improved, and yet the problem, it, it, but it hasn't because the problem is still the same. And yet the technology has not fixed it. It's still the same problem 20 years later. You know, or the people, maybe it's the human element is still the same problem 20 years later. And then it has to do with the fact that humans are humans. And so in a thousand years, we're going to have the same effing problem. <laughs> we're going to have that guy in middle management in a thousand years in space on a, some sort of foreign colony. <laughs> and like, and here's what's going to happen. He's going to be there. And did you know that we changed the policy on the TPS yeah, reports? And this and three guys show up, eight guys roll up on him. And he's like, I already fixed it this morning or like some hacker in cyberpunk 2077 and some dude shows up and keep with tps reports and that's an easter egg i'm waiting for that game to have <laughs> you know like and that's just because it's humans and maybe i just admit i'm you go back two thousand years you, in ancient rome same dude some guy with some scribe TPS reports <laughs> some scribe some scribe with his quill on lambskin or something he's oh trying to do, or you go back to ancient egypt papyrus and then some effing middle manager shows up and goes uh well you know that we changed this because the uh, the festival of uh, isis was actually changed to this date and you didn't change it on the thing so if we need to we need to come by tomorrow morning oh but tomorrow's the festival of set yeah i know um we need to come in early tomorrow um and uh, fix these papyrus rolls scrolls for this, us thanks this this analogy has gotten so highbrow it's amazing <laughs> and yet it still resonates with you it still it resonates it still it resonates goody because festival of set that's amazing because th- that actually wouldn't have happened it would have because like set no. was not okay but no. the point is the point is it's just still that old, old saying. It's cliche. The more things change, the more things stay the same. It's 100%. So being that as it may. How many swing line staplers do I rate this movie? Yes. How many burning late 90s tech companies do I rate this movie? Yes, Goody. How many, how many Milton's pushed into a corner do you rate this movie? How many, how many horrible oh drunk God. driving seven figure settlements do I give this movie? How many O oh faces? My God, how many O faces do you give this movie, Goody? I will give this movie nine O faces. Oh my oh, God. Oh, 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 Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I actually, I love this movie. I really do. So. All right. Good. Nine Derek. O. Derek, Derek, so so let me ask you a question, Derek. How how many pieces of flair do you give this movie? I hate you both so much. <laughs> I hate you both so much right now. Oh both the God. worst. 
Seriously, though, how many pieces of flair do you give this movie? <laughs> because uh, a minimum is 15. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give this a nine. Yeah, baby. So far, this is the... so, And I'll be honest with you. I'm going to give this one a nine, too. That's the highest rated movie we've had so far. Oh, really? Honestly. Like, is that no, an average or something? Yeah, the yeah, average, average, average of nine. Yeah. For real. All right. Like we've had 8.5s, we've had 8.25s, we've had, you know, with, you know, with in the army now we had I think a 3. <laughs> <laughs> I think Derek redeemed himself with this one. <laughs> well, clearly he did cuz this movie was really good for everybody. Yeah, so. good good job, Derek. Good job, Derek. I appreciate you picking this movie cuz it's been a while since I seen this movie and I was so happy I got to rewatch it again. I hate you both so much. You guys so, are both the worst. I'm so validating everything you've ever done with your yeah, life. Bro. <laughs> well, not, not everything in your life, but at least everything on this podcast. So just like, the worst. Oh you guys are just All so right, goody. fucking All awful. Right. On, on another note, Goody, Goody, what are you picking off for our uh, motion picture on the letter P? Well, so uh, with a lot after a lot of thinking and uh, debating, and uh, 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 some so so quid pro quo uh, and uh, and uh, some provisos and uh, um, yeah, um, and after I've had some uh, conversations and being a master fisherman, if you will, especially that part of it when I'm a master at putting the worm on the hook. What is that called? I'm a master baiter. Yeah. Um, okay. After a lot of that. I've decided. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst. The movie is 90 minutes and we're almost (laughs) into hour four. Okay. Okay. All right. The point is this. Okay. Here we go. I decided, you know what? This movie might seem cliche. might seem like a, a, like, you know, an, an easy, an easy hit for everybody, but you know what? I love it so much and I want to talk about it. And it's got layers. I think and nuances. It's really funny. Princess bride. That's it. Yes. That's it. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. Do it. Gosh, Princess this is Bride. such a good pick. <laughs> have, I, I have not seen this movie in a long time. And every drama kid, and I was one, uh, is all over this movie. And this is one of those movies also is quotable and been quoted. Not so much for like real life as much, but any kind of – look, as a nerd, every nerd will hear a quote and be like, whoo, and their ears pick up. like It's almost like a meerkat coming out of the hole. Like, meep, meep, meep. That's what this movie is. <laughs> I drop. I love a, that. That's how a meerkat sounds to you. It's a, they, they are <laughs> meep, meep, meep. If, if meep. I say "ruses," everyone's like, meep. and that's only it's the only reference. No one else uses "ruses." This all is of a sudden, all of a sudden, six drama kids jump up out of their chairs in the, in the lunchroom and be like, meep, 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 meep. I feel exactly. like it's it's one of those uh, you know the meme from Pokemon where it's like uh, a wild such and such has appeared. That's yes. what I envision whenever I hear this, like a wild drama person appeared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Princess Bride. That's it. We're doing cool. it. We're doing All it. All right. So we're doing we're doing Princess Bride. It's a solid Good pick. job, Goody. As you wish, sir. It's a solid pick. As as you wish. See? <laughs> See? There it is. Do it. And you know what? It, it, it's it's inconceivable that you would have chosen that motion. All right, picture. look, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> All right. See, and we're already doing it. We're already doing it. <laughs> we're not even there yet. See what I mean? This is right, this so, is why that movie is perfect. All right, so everybody, just go ahead, like as always, you know, 
for sure, you know, subscribe, like, and share the motion picture or the, the podcast. Um, and, and we appreciate you. Oh my gosh. Are we going to do top shelf? <laughs> Subs- oh, shit. Subscribe to the 80s film Princess Bride. <laughs> oh my God. And share it as if it's a new thing. Guys, Princess <laughs> it's Bride. It's never been an- done before. <laughs> The Princess Bride is an indie pick. I really want to make sure everyone watches it. It's a small film. I hope a lot of people get recognized for it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, look. Everyone who wants to watch this movie, you can oh. find it on Disney+. Plus. That's where you can stream it. You can oh, rent so- it at Amazon and everything else. But I just think it's funny. Anyway. It's that we've taken so long with this okay, episode. Okay, top shelf. Right? Top shelf. Let's go top shelf. So um, I'll go with mine. I'll go with first. I um, – Really, it was it was. It's a brand new Netflix original anime. I really enjoyed it, dude. And it was called. It's called Blood of Zeus. Oh yes, so good, dude. It was so good. Like I watched it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is a great, great little great cartoon, man." It was. It reminded me of the uh, of the the um the what's it called the the Castlevania cartoon that they have. Yeah, on Netflix. it has a lot of the same animation techniques. Yeah, it, which was really good, but the story was just—it was just fantastic. So, I mean, I mean, it's—it's it's the story of a specific character that of a, of a myth that you never heard of, you know, which was a great idea to kind of like—it's like it had all the trappings of every other kind of Greek myth you see, but it was a story that you really never heard of, which was cool, you know, it's like something cool to watch. But the best thing about it, and there's nothing spoilery about it, you see it in a few episodes, but. Whenever you see Hephaestus in the cartoon, Goody, you see the owl. Like what? Athena's owl? No, like the little mechanical owl from Clash of Titans, which is fantastic. Oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. All right. You know I'm saying like it was like the, it was like I, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but that was just something that they showed every time they showed Hephaestus, it was like his little buddy and it just shows up there with him every time. Which was cool as hell, but either way, but I mean, like the the story itself, the story was great. Um, it, it it used a lot of the relationships that you know you saw in Greek myths between you know Zeus and Hera, and Zeus and his children, Zeus and his demigod children. You know what I mean, and how their lives were affected, becoming being that person. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's kind of a crazy kind of thing. So that, it's really that anime has been getting a ton of praise and hype from just about anybody who I know watches anime. Oh, the blood of Zeus over my Twitter. Yeah. It's all over my Twitter feed. I heard about it. I didn't have any interest in it. I wasn't going to even give it a shot. And then I saw it all over my Twitter feed and I had to, I had to watch it. It's eight. They're all eight strong episodes and they're only 30 minutes long. Yeah. That's the only downside. I wish it was a little bit longer. So do I, but it's, they're strong though. Every episode is a strong episode. Yeah. Yeah. Good. There's no, there's no like, you know how like in some of those cartoons, some of those Netflix animes, there's sometimes there's a little bit too much, like, like there's too much fat. Well, and there's, there's so many times where it's like, you're telling me somebody's backstory who quite literally died by the end of the third episode. Like I, I didn't, I didn't need that. Right, like, like I liked, like I liked Knights of Sidonia, but Knights of Sidonia had a little too much fat on it. Yeah, you know? and and I don't know, it wasn't really my speed. Maybe maybe just the wrong, I don't know, story to be told for me. It was, it was good, but it, I mean, it just didn't it did, it did, it didn't really go too as well as I thought they would go. This one, 
it's like it's it's real lean. It's a clean anime. The animation's great. The special effects are fantastic. I was telling Goody about like the special effects for Hermes is the most amazing special effects I've ever seen on a cartoon. I mean, the sounds and the way he runs and what he does, it's really fucking cool. Like, it's really fucking cool, dude. That kind of reminds me, like, when I was watching uh, Haikyuu, and that was one of my picks, my top shelves for, like, I don't know, a week or two ago or something like that. But some of the way that they've developed ways to to animate motion is so impressive. It's, 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 they found entirely creative new methods to animate motion, um, you know, by simply drawing it out. Right. And it, and it, the, the, the fluidity of how it kind of flows is just very, it kind of strikes you different, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that, that's my top shelf. My top shelf is blood of Zeus. Uh, Goody, what's your top shelf? Well, uh, along those same lines, um, so as you all know, I'm making my journey, my way through the uh, the uh, town, uh, um, walking fast, faces pass, and you're homebound. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I did that. All right. Um, <laughs> no, what? I'm, okay, I don't even know where to go. Okay, all right. So anyway. <laughs> I've been making my way through the mainline Assassin's Creed games, I would say. Uh, and I, uh, as of last time we recorded, I completed Assassin's Creed Origins. It's my own personal like mission where I want to try to get through the mainline quests and even side quests, of course, but of the main games um, so that I can be, quote unquote, caught up on the Assassin's Creed games <clears throat> for the, so the next, because the new one coming out, very soon is uh, Valhalla, right? Ninth century England, Vikings, all that stuff. Uh, and so as a result, my top shelf right now is I'm finally in, I just started just in the last couple, like last week, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I got the full like gold, you know, edition, which is all the DLC, everything for it really cheap a couple weeks ago. Digital download. So I did that and I started it and I am loving it. And I think a big reason for it is because of the music Maybe the music in Origins didn't resonate with me as much, but something about the music, even in the title screen for it, that kind of like that Greek style music they have for it, because it takes place obviously in ancient Greece in like the fifth century BCE. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so good. And the the beat and the rhythm for the music, it, it, it's something about it. I just love it. Like it's really, really good. I've really enjoyed it so much that, um, yeah, I'm loving it. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and um, if any of you are wondering, if you play the game, you choose, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's the brother and sister characters that are Spartans, and you choose in the beginning of the game which one are you going to portray, either the brother or the sister, and different, when you choose different characters, whatever. Um, and the only, and I chose, uh, actually, the sister is who I chose, uh, Cassandra. The reason being, when it came to the novelization, apparently, of that game, she was the main character of the novel, and so people basically have made it seem that because of that fact, Ubisoft has essentially decided she is the quote unquote canon character for Assassin's Creed Odyssey by making her the focus of the novelization of the story. That's so, kind of a cool idea. So you, yeah. so you went, so you went with her instead of the with, a, so, uh, with her brother, which is Alexios. Was Alexios, the name of the brother? Yeah, yeah. and I went so with Cassandra. I have, I have two questions for you. Then, sure. First, are you on track? 
Are you going to beat all the other games before this like next one comes out? Uh, well, all the other games are beaten. You mean like, am I am I going to finish Odyssey before Valhalla comes out? Probably not, because you're trying to get through them all before you play Valhalla. Well, no, right? yeah, but I'm already. That's this is the last one. This is the, the latest one. Like I've already beaten all the other mainline ones. Like so I'm not playing the mobile game. One more. This is it. This, I'm in it right now. I just started it. The problem is this is the biggest one. Um, mm. but the other problem is it's not such a, what's not a problem is the fact that it's again, I'm not going to get Valhalla until I get a PS5 and I, I want to get the PS5 version of it. So that's already going to buy me some time because I've already decided those games that are coming out for both PS4 and PS5. I'm not going to get them until I have a PS5 and get the PS5 version of it. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's what I've decided. Okay. So second part of the question then, because it sounds like you're kind of uncertain if you're going to finish it in time, but you do have a pretty long runway. I think so. What happens if you don't finish this before you get a PS5 in Valhalla? Um, I really, um, I, 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 I seriously, I can see myself finishing this before 2021. Yeah. In the next two months, I think I can finish it. Yeah. But if you don't, are you going to like just sit no, on that, Valhalla? No, that's not a question. <laughs> it is not a possible outcome. Okay, no, I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna, it'll be done, and I'll be I, even to right now. I, and part of the reason why I'm, it's going to buy me time is because I want to make sure that all my PS4 because I have a big backlog of digital games of PS4 that I want to make sure that they all work also on, on the PS5, which they, supposedly they will. And I'll probably spring for the optical drive version so I can use the the, the backlog of disc based PS4 games I have can work on it. So it's going to, with that, I, I'm worried about myself more time because uh, until that is pretty much a certain for me, a certainty for me, I'm not going to buy a PS5. Um, I, well, I'm saying that now. We'll see if I hold out. It's funny to me because like, I, I see the, the intention, like, like the, the reason that it would make sense to, to get a PS5 with the disc drive. Cause you can play, theoretically most of your old PS4 games. Right. But um, like the whole selling point of the PS5 was that it has this specialized storage that you can get to really quickly and load things really fast, but we're going to include a disc drive as well. So I don't know, whatever. It was just funny. I get that it's different. You probably don't need the super fast storage when you're using a disc because it's an older game and it's easier, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just the thing is that because I have the backlog of the physical hard copy games, and there's no way of them being able to tell, oh, you bought the the, the hard copy version. Well, then now you have the digital access to the digital version. Get rid of your hard copy version. I don't want that to have been wasted money on my part. You know, like that's all there is to it. With that, so you remember? Do you remember how we were trying to figure out how Sony would possibly convert everyone's physical copies into digital? And like it, it, there's not a simple way to do it, but we hope that they'll do it. Yeah. The thought crossed my mind. What if they partnered with GameStop? Because, you know, Microsoft did that with GameStop. We left that out of the news, but Microsoft's going to pay GameStop uh, a percentage for all the online downloaded games and content purchased through xboxes sold out of gamestop mm-hmm. you with me yeah and and so what if gamestop said well it's a five dollar fee to upgrade from your physical disc that you have to turn into us 
to get a digital copy for you to download. Well, I mean, it, I would do that because if, they, if, if they're saying, okay, I have my copy of, uh, let's say, Metro Exodus. And they say, all right, your trade-in value is X amount. But you take off $5 from your trade-in value of the credit, and that will guarantee a – well, they know they can't do that. Um, if I pay them $5 and I keep that game as digital and not get any trade-in value for it, that's one thing. Because otherwise, like, they're giving me money for a game that I haven't lost. So they can't even do my idea. Um, I don't know. It depends on the game. Maybe. Yeah. Either way. All right. Um, All right so, what, about, what about you, Derek? What's yours? What's yours, buddy? Man, I've got to say, we. I'm starving right now for content. Like, there's there's all kinds of stuff out, but none of it is really hitting the spot. I must have like binge started like ten or fifteen different animes, and none of them stuck. They were all garbage. Um, so I'm trying all kinds of new things right now, but one show, not normally my thing found on Netflix. You guys ought to check it out. It's called the cabin with Bert Krishner or Krischer, Kreischer, whatever. He's a comedian. Um, it's a great show. The guys basically, he says, I'm running myself ragged. I'm doing all these stand up shows and you know, I, I can't balance work and life, so I need to make a change. He basically goes out in the woods, gets a cabin, and decides to have uh, self-exploration with, you know, different therapies and smashing things or talking to people. And he brings celebrities in to, you know, talk to and, and joke with and discuss his thoughts and whatnot. It, it was a good show. This yeah. is the guy. This is the guy who did the comic thing that, that it's on YouTube about uh, the the Russian bear. And he all he does is comedy with a shirt off. Yeah, usually his shirt's off or almost gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was a great show. You ought to check it out. Um, the episodes are are not really that long. They're like thirty minutes. Um, just just put one on. See if you like it. If you don't like the first episode, you won't like any of the others. Honestly. It's it's very consistent all the way through. But if you like certain celebrities, you want to see what they're like off camera or whatever. He's got a bunch of those folks in there too. So yeah, that's my pick for the for the week. Nice. Uh, I think I'll check it out, dude. For real. All right. So now that we've gone through our top shelf and Goody has chosen his motion picture, Princess Bride, we have come to the end of our episode. So um, everybody, please, like we said, like I said before, subscribe, like, and share uh, the show. Um, you know, check out the stuff that we put on Instagram. I put up memes all the time. Just kind of join us in our witty repartee, as I say. And as always, I'm going to end the show with a quote from the oh, motion gosh, picture. Don't do that one. Do I'm going to do, do it. I'm, do it no, do no, it. no, no. I'm doing a different one. I'm going to do this one, which I think is perfect because there's three of us are a bunch of fucking nerds. So I can't believe what a bunch of nerds we are. We're looking up money laundering <laughs> in the dictionary. Perfect. The dictionary. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Bye, that, everybody. Everybody. Good night. Bye bye. Peace out. <laughs>